This is baby boy Brian Babylon, and I never listen to none taken. Hope you and uh, and I hope the listeners um, are not tired of the um, the deep fakes of uh, Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson because there's a few of them in this week, especially. The I am half. very not tired of okay. them. Well, I've got your presidents ones too. I know you like the presidents gaming. I do. Ones. Yeah. Let's um, get <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let me just play this, and we'll start the show, man. It's a little, uh, so it's a little of Joe doing a "Would You Rather" with, um, with, with, with his guest uh, Jordan Peterson in this episode. Would you rather work graveyard shift at Waffle House for three months or drink a gallon of piss? Disgusting question. That's the question you're asking me. Would I drink piss? Is it my own piss? If you want it to be, yeah, it's your own piss. I, okay, it's crazy that they didn't say these <laughs> words, right? Like, there's a little bit of clipping and processing, but like the that sounds really yeah. Like, I don't understand how they get the inflection down. Like, do they have to give notes for like every word, or does it just magically do it? I think it's there's just so much audio of them out. But there like, how do you get the tone? Train. Like, how do you change it to be like? I guess it's just how he talks, right? Yeah, that's just how he talks. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I imagine you waffle? could do some deep fakes of us because we have hundreds and hundreds of hours of us talking on the internet. <laughs> I don't think our listeners would do that to us. <laughs> okay. He asked him what state is the Waffle House in? Waffle House in? You get your pick of Bama and Mississippi. And I'm working, what, four or five days a week? What am I doing? Do I got to cook? Bus boy, three nights a week. That's going to f*** up my sleeping schedule. How long do I have to drink the piss? A week. A week? How much is that per day? What is that? In two, three cups? I can do that. You'll drink the piss? Hell yeah, I'll drink the f***ing piss. I'm not waking up at 10 p.m. to bust f***ing tables. Okay, okay, okay. Let me ask you this. Don't even think about this one. Who's the first person you think of when I say black woman? Brian Cranston. Wait, sh- Are you f***ing serious, bro? Thought- Are you taking this seriously? I thought you were going to say actor. Oh, so it's my fault you can't think of a black and woman? Michelle Obama. Oh, Brian Michelle Cranston Obama. is my favorite black woman. That's Michelle you. Obama. You literally just proved I said you Michelle can't Obama. think of a black I said Michelle woman. Obama. That's kind of f***ing racist, bro. You give me another one. No, that's it. No, come on, give me another one. Name a gay guy. You boom slam dunk. Don't let wow. me in this damn house. <laughs> Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. All right, you ready? I am ready. Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> All right, well, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. Welcome to Take it. The internet's only debate and current events show with your hosts, Dustin and Allen. Two political nomads from two different worlds. Shout out to Reverend Peyton's Big Damn Band for the use of their song Ways and Means for intro music. Thank you for joining us. At the time of this recording, it is Tuesday, March 6, 2023. It's a great day for America. <laughs> we are two coastal elites. Coming to you from the shores of the mighty Cumberland in Madison, Tennessee, all the way to the Pacific waters of El Cerrito, California. Here to recap another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal life. Please subscribe right now wherever you ever listen to this and leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. We don't have an advertising budget, y'all are ads. So uh, if you've already done all that, 
and you're cool. Head on over to fungiblenuntakens.com and buy some of our merch. There's always new stuff going up there. Haven't made a new one in a while, but some of you haven't bought our cunt mugs yet, so get, get, to, get to that. <laughs> and uh, if you're really cool, be like Slick It's Digital. Uh, I don't know what that means. Head on over to Slick It's Digital. If you need SEO or marketing help, go to Slick It's Digital. He's a cool guy. He's a smart guy. He's on top of that. He's not some big, bad, scary behemoth. He's, he's going to answer your calls. And when you need help with your SEO and marketing, Ryan Ricketts will, will, will be on the other end of the phone directly. And if he doesn't, uh, right into the show and we'll scold him. And, <laughs> I don't know. Alan, what is up? Hell yeah. yeah what is up? <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Hope you all had a great week. Um, I actually got up some fun last week. I, um, I went out Friday night. I went to the Ivy Room here um, in Albany. And there was a couple of bands there I wanted to see. Uh, Helltones and then East Brothers. Um, I think... I want to see Jerry had talked about Helltones before. Anyway, so that, that kind of when I saw them on the lineup, I was like, I want to see that. And then East Brothers looked cool too. East Brothers is the name of like a lighthouse here in Richmond. There was a lighthouse um, called East Brothers? Yeah, East Brother. Oh. East Brother Lighthouse. I see. And there's there's actually also a brewery named East Brother. Oh um, but now brewery. there's a now there's a band named East Brothers as well. Oh. Um dude, they were so much fun. Uh, is it the East Brothers like, or East Brothers? Because Punch Brothers goes by Punch Brothers, not the Punch Brothers. Yeah, I don't believe there was a the, just ah, East Brothers. We don't put a the yeah. in our name because we didn't want the podcast to show up along with all the other podcasts that have a the. Exactly. Of course, the. That was a brilliant move. I've told you that before, by Thank the way. You. But that Thank was a brilliant you. move. Because I noticed on my podcast feed, like, I was like 20 different shows and all any, start with Anything the. that isn't in the T's is very easy to find. And it's right. Yeah. Too. I said that yeah, to, uh, to Mike once. I was like, did you pick Hunk on purpose? And he's like, no. No, just, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know why you call it Hunk. Uh, okay. That's funny. Yeah. Anyways, uh, dude, they were so much fun. Um, they played an Operation Ivy cover, which I fucking love Operation Ivy, and I have it. never heard anybody do an Op Ivy song live. Not even one? Um, not, not even, even once. once. That was why I was so, was... like a couple of weeks ago, we were at a show where there was like a great band, all original songs all night, and they closed with, um, it's the, oh, something, there's the people who died, died. The people who Jim Carroll band, and I was like, I've never even heard. I I've never heard anyone cover that song like ever. Like that's some like forgotten yeah. song from the '90s. Anyways, I'm sorry. That's very much not no. your punk band that you saw. <laughs> what Op Ivy song? No, so did they, they played. Do? They played "Yelling in My Ear," which mm, yeah. was, it was so cool, man. I I like went absolutely apeshit when that when, they, yeah. when it went on. Uh, like I think most of the kids there probably have no idea who right? Operation Ivy is. That's like kids a band from days. the '80s. Oh, all '90s too, right? Yeah, I guess. Are they mostly they're '80s? The I think of them as '90s. It's right? like it's like late '80s, early '90s. Okay. Yeah, predecessor um, to what? They're what the, are you gonna say to Rancid. They're yeah, the predecessor right. to Rancid. Yeah. Now, are any um, of the members overlapped, or you just say like that? Yeah, style? Tim. I didn't Tim, know that. Yeah, Tim Timebomb. I can't remember his real last name. Uh -huh. Tim was in Operation Ivy okay. yeah, before he formed Rancid. So yeah. Um. Anyway, so that was just that was so much fun, dude. I'm so glad I went. Um, it's funny. I was talking to Drew and I was like, man, I don't know why I just don't go here. Like every weekend I'm off. Cause it's like five minutes from my house. And it's yeah. always a good time. So, uh, you went anyways, solo. I will probably do that. Yeah. I went by myself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. That's fucking awesome. It was a good time. I think that was like Absolutely. something you said during the pandemic. You're like, I like going to shows. And now that I realize like this can kind of be taken from us, like it's, like, I don't care if I don't have someone to go with. Like, I'm just going. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just yeah, go. When I lived in Detroit, I woke up one morning and drove to Pittsburgh to watch the Padres play the Pirates. That's awesome. I, if you pull that up on a map, you just, you drove for 14 hours that day. Yeah, I did. And the drive home, <laughs> I was very drunk. And I stopped at a, uh, I, this, 
this is an old me, you know, not me now. <laughs> right, right, right. And I, uh, I, so my plan was to get out of the city and find a hotel. And as soon as you leave the city in Pittsburgh, there's nothing. Uh, so right. I was like, I'll just keep going. And then I started to feel more sober. And then I was like, ah, I don't know though. Maybe I'm not. So I pulled over at, um, a steak and shake and I drank a mm. lot of coffee and then I finished driving home. Yeah. That's not, that's not your weekend. Nice. That's not my weekend. Either. Sometimes those, uh, just random things you want to do out of nowhere are the fun. Part, yeah. Oh, the fun yeah. parts of life. Yeah. Yeah. That's almost yeah. 15 years ago now. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a long time ago. Uh, man, we had a pretty good weekend. Um, stayed home Saturday and Sunday, but, uh, Friday night we went out to, we had a pretty good weekend. Didn't do anything. Uh, fr- <laughs> Friday night we went out to, so there's a place in Nashville. It's a pretty famous spot, uh, over by where we used to live. I mean, you never saw that. Well, you went to that neighborhood. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, I did. It's called the, the basement. And, uh, then on this side of town, there's the basement East, which is a much larger venue. Um, they, they do like bigger shows there, but for a $5 cover, there was a bunch of local bands, doing um so the event was called hippies and cowboys not the cody jinx song uh, oh, I, love that song. I know me too uh the be, there's a beer out here uh by tennessee brew works called hippies and cowboys shout uh, out, i've had it yeah that's right and uh shout yeah, out to christina and her husband brian uh he works at hippies and cowboys or uh, he works at Christ- uh, mm, mm, tennessee <laughs> brewers anyway um so they they were doing like a like a rock and country type band night although one of the bands was a funk band dude the funk band did a cover of um i always forget that is it the called call the town of agua frio or you know the marty robbins song where uh where um tw- uh one in 19 more the big iron on his yeah. hip the big iron on his hip song yeah they, they they did a funk cover of that it was pretty cool um i anyway the it was it it's was a big iron is it called big iron yeah. I thought it was called Agua Frio or something. His opening lines is like, in the town of Agua Frio. Well, there is a Marty Robbins song called Big Iron. I don't, I'm assuming it's that song. It's got to sure. be the same song. Yeah. Um, let's just pretend like I knew that because I'm cool and I know country music <laughs> and I live in Nashville. Right. Um, listeners, I'm not going to edit that. Sometimes I'm dumb. Uh, so, so that was a really fun night out. Um, at one point, uh, Natasha went to the bathroom and I was like, I guess... I'll go to the bathroom. I don't really have to pee, but you know, I probably won't want to go in the middle of the next set. So, right. uh, so I go to the bathroom and there's a guy at the urinal. So I go to the stall and I just happen to like close and lock it. You know, sometimes you're like, I'm just peeing. I'll leave it open. But I was like, I'll close and lock it. Um, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I hear a guy come in and start talking to the guy in the, at the urinal. I guess they know each other. He's like, Hey man, scoot over. Let me in. And I'm like, <laughs> I kind of laughing. Like it's funny, you know, guys in the bathroom. Uh, and and his friend's like, no, fuck off, you know? And he's like, fine. He like pushes on the door to the bathroom and it's locked. I'm like, yeah, it's locked. Fuck off. I haven't yet started peeing. Like I just unbuckled, I've got button up pants. So it takes a little bit, you know? Mm, And so I just unbuttoned, I found my tiny dick and I pulled it out (laughs) and and I'm holding, I'm standing there holding it, listening to all this happen. And it, you know, it kind of interferes with the process. Right. So I'm like, I haven't like quite engaged the, the valves. Takes you out of your game a little bit. Yeah. The valves are still in the closed position. Um, so he tries to rattle the door and I'm like, I don't even say anything. I'm just like, mm, it's obvious someone's in here, so I don't have to say anything. And then he busts the door open. 
And he goes, oh, oh sorry, I didn't know anybody was in here. I'm like, how did? what did you think it was locked for? <laughs> I don't mind. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to put my shit away. If you want to pee so bad, you could fucking have it. I didn't even need to pee. <laughs> and then the guy starts laughing and talking, and he's like talking to me from the stall. Uh, he's like, sorry, man, I, I, I didn't realize it. I just had to go. My friend wouldn't let me pee with him. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's not like the sink wasn't available. Because like, the sink was open. You could just pee in the sink. Like, <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, I know. Whatever. Oh, I went to buy. Uh, I bought a koozie from one of the merch stations, and this chick, like, I'm, I'm like trying to figure out how to do Venmo by scanning their little thing. Like, you know, I QR always open up. Whatever. Yeah, I always open it up to present my QR code because I'm an idiot. Right. So then I have to switch it back, and I'm navigating all of that. And the lady like is talking to me about it. Uh, she's like very inebriated. Like she can't even get the prices straight. I'm like, okay, it's five dollars. Oh, wow. I'm gonna pay you five dollars. And then um, she like sticks her hand out to shake my hand and introduces herself. And I'm like, okay. And I like shook it while I'm Venmoing with the other hand. And then I'm yeah. like, okay. And I like turned and I like I think keep in mind I like just finished shaking her hand, listening to her introduce herself, and I just like showed her. I was just like okay. And I show her the screen, validate you know, verifying that I paid. And she just looks at me. She's like, seriously? I'm like. Yeah. What do you mean? All right. Bye. And I turn around and I take like two steps and I'm like, oh, she was hitting on me. I'm. Oh. This is why I was single when I met you, Natasha, because I'm dumb. Like, you have to tell me what you're doing. Like, can you think about all the times you would have been like in relationships with people if you would have just got a fucking clue? Like, I, yeah, yeah. There's definitely been some moments I look back and I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, that's, that's what, that, what was. that was. Oh, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that something? Oh, how about that? <laughs> uh, that's kind of it, man. We went to the dog park on Saturday, vintage shopping. Uh, I got some boots. That's that's all. I think nobody nobody stole your dog's ball. No, um, no. I mean no, no, it was normal. Uh, I do, I did do a shitload of yard work, so we're trying to get grass in the backyard. I'm not going to do a fucking grass mm. segment, but um, the dogs have destroyed <laughs> like the crabgrass that was growing there, and then this winter has just been like mud rivers through the backyard. Sure, yeah, <laughs> front yard's still fine because there's no fucking dogs up there, uh, but like all the way up to the fence, it's just been destroyed. So I was like, I got one of those like little push tillers, you know, just to like mm-hmm. till it up a little bit. Yeah, that the tiller's like that wide. I tilled oh, the yeah. whole fucking yard. It has little tines on it. Yeah. I, I Probably you should describe it's like five inches wide. Uh, yeah, yes. And I had uh it has like two of my dicks. Yeah, that's probably about five inches. <laughs> uh I, I I I tilled the whole fucking yard by hand oh, yesterday. Shit. I was like, this'll take like two hours tops. Dude, I am so fucking sore. Like I imagine. Oh but we're gonna have grass. It's done. You're gonna have grass. Yeah. Right? And we put nice. nasty Bermuda grass down, but the good thing is it'll live through dogs, and that's all the fucking yeah. matters. <laughs> it'll hold uh, up. What do you say we get into our actual show proper, shall we? Let's all let's right. do it. Um, I've got a couple comedy clips here. Um, Thrash sent in a bunch of them. It was really hard to trim down to uh, just one. Uh, in fact, I'm looking at the wrong show sheet, so big surprise. Thrash sent in so many, I put two in. Last week, I only had one from him. Um, this one, I, I put up first because it's ripped from the headlines. Remember when Law & Order oh. was like ripped from the headline stories? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so this is, uh, we kind of talked about it on our Friday uh, Headlines Roundup edition of uh, the Murdaugh murders. Um, that guy oh, yes. that got uh, guilty of killing his wife and son. Um, yep. So this is Sam Morell talking about that like last week, like right after it happened. Yeah, that guy, uh, I mean, that guy just looks dead behind the eyes. You've seen him, right? It doesn't help that his name is Murdoch. It's spelled like Murda, basically. If you know a guy on trial for sexual assault and he was like, I am innocent, you can trust me, Bob Raperino. I, I never raped anyone. 
Murder. I didn't know how far that went. Okay. Um, yeah, there was like all these weird headlines I was seeing about like his son being back in town, and his son's name is Buster. Uh, sorry, Buster. I said Buster like I'm Buster, Buster, Buster. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and his son looks like somebody named Buster, just like disgusting red hair and pale skin. Sorry, redheads uh. out there. I don't mean like you. I mean like you know, there's there's a whole spectrum. Like redheads are either the hottest women on the planet. There's a large percentage that you don't notice, and then terrifying, and he falls into the terrifying category. <laughs> Did I cover my Got basis? It. You know what? Why I would I worry about that type of bigotry when I have uh, Michael Che saying a joke that was written for him by, uh, what is it, Colin Yost? Is that his name? Colin Yost, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this one's so bad. When, when, it's funny because like when Yost or Jost? Jost, I think. When Jost says him, Michael Che says, that's pretty racist to him. But when mm-hmm. Jost writes the joke for Che to say, he still sends it back to, che- to Jost. So uh, here we go. Here it is. Here it is. A woman at an art fair in Miami accidentally shattered a Jeff Koons sculpture worth more than $40,000. Well, I guess it's like you always say, Colin, Coons ain't safe in Florida. <laughs> Listen to Colin. Hold on. <laughs> You're going to get me killed. <laughs> Listen to this. Uh, okay. All right. Um, all right. Uh, so, okay. We got one sent in by the toaster themselves. Uh, this oh, is a yes. uh, friend of friend of the show. Andy Woodhull has been on Hunk with Mike Bridenstein. I know that. Uh, and this is Andy Woodhull talking about string theory. And here we go. This sounds interesting. The second shopping trip was to buy string, and it was surprisingly difficult. Not many stores sell string, and some people hadn't heard of it before. <laughs> which is unbelievable to me. I went to Target, which in my mind was a slam dunk. I thought Target definitely is going to have string. I went to Target, I asked where his string was, and the guy looked at me like I asked if they sold jetpacks. He had no idea what I was talking about. And so I said, it's like twine. <laughs> this, this young man has never heard a string. And what my brain decided to do was say, oh, he never heard a string? Take it back a couple decades. <laughs> you know, twine. Like what, like what you use to tie up your parcels before you give them to the ponies and ride off to the next town. Twine. <laughs> This poor kid was trying so hard. He said to me, is it like rope? And I was like, you're on the right track. You're on the right track. That's the right family of products. It's like rope, but it's thinner. It's thinner than rope, and it's thicker than floss. That's the sweet spot. That's string, my friend. I'm mistaken. That was not about quantum physics. I didn't realize that actually went went on a little further. I'm going to stop it there, though. Uh, you know, if you want to hear more of it, go listen to more of Andy Woodhull. You're going to have a good time. Thanks, Toaster. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, Slickett sent in a couple of them. Uh, Slickett sent in a few, actually. Um, that, that call last week of uh, asking for more. Did you notice I subtly invited more submissions 
on the, I did. I, yeah. I, it, I didn't outright, and boy, I, did it I, work. <laughs> um, Taylor, I didn't play your clip. I love David Cross. I think it's a great joke. It's too long of a walk, and it ends with gas chambers being the same as vaccine cards. So I'm just I oh. now David Cross oh. is really good at making that joke, and I didn't try, but um, right. it's just it's not going to the show. I'm sorry, Taylor. Thank you though. <laughs> you even said it. This is dark. Um, Slickett sent this one in though. Uh, I forget this comedian's name. What's that British guy's name? That's like super proper. Um, I, I feel like a little Ricky Gervais. No, yeah, it's oh, like yeah, I with the suit. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. The, the name will come to you. But here's the joke: special needs teachers in. You teach special needs. Oh, there was a woo over there. What's your name, madam? Danielle, very nice to have you in. All I was going to say about special needs teachers is you are the best and the brightest, in my humble opinion, the best and the brightest teachers. Because I can prove it. We all know teachers socially, yes? Yeah. Everyone knows teachers. And teachers are always moaning on about, oh, I've got homework to mark this evening. <laughs> Not you, hey, Danielle? <laughs> <laughs> You're not grading potato paintings, are you? Fuck <laughs> Uh, it's Jimmy Carr. That's it, Jimmy Carr. Good call. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, this one's from Th- uh, Thrash sent this one in too, but Slick has got it first. Uh, this is uh, it's about finding your dad's porn. Alan, did you ever find your dad's porn? Yep. Do you want to talk about did it? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Dad. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, my dad doesn't <laughs> listen. Oh, sorry. Oh God. No I want to hear. Go, go. Uh, Come on, talk yeah, about it. I just found. It. I found a couple magazines in a drawer once. That's no all. videos. Nothing crazy. Uh, I don't remember if there were... I don't think there were videos, man. So, just, so you never found I'm a VHS old. called The Devil and Miss Jones? <laughs> no. No. Oh, man. I fucking wore out the tracking on that tape. That was real. So the most awkward part about this was not putting it back and realizing oh, yeah. that your, your dad now knows. I didn't think about it. Like a week later, I'm like, oh, shit. I wonder how he, knows, he looks for like, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that secret between you. Hold on. To this day, my dad knows I found and used. <laughs> oh. Oh. I don't like this. I try not to handle this thought very often. Every once in a while I do. And uh, this time I recorded. Um, anyways, this is, uh, I don't remember the comedian's name. He's talking about finding your dad's uh, porn stash. Mike Falzone. F-A-L-Z-O-N-E. Get in the zone. I was born in the 80s. I grew up in the 90s, which means I found my dad's porn the worst possible way you could. Does anyone know what that means? I found my dad's VHS. Yes. (laughs) Do you know why that is the worst? Because based on where that tape is, when I... No! and press play, I could do some quick math. (laughs) (laughs) Figure out where my dad (laughs) stopped uh, stopped watching it. I'm so grateful that my dad is so, uh, I'm going to say a phrase that I shouldn't, anal retentive, that he uh, he rewound his, his pornography Fully rewound. when he was done. Yeah, yeah. You know, got to put things away in their proper condition, you know. It's so funny. Yeah. Can you imagine watching the same video like that? Like, I don't watch the same online clip twice. Like, yeah, man, that was a, a different time. Man. What a time to be alive. Uh, Alan sent this one in. This is about dicks and cunts, actually. So let's uh, go ahead and play this. This is uh, <laughs> what a what a great coincidence. 
And that's, that's the one that always screws me off, though, is Richard. That's the one I'm like, I don't understand. Why we even got, why, why, why is it Richard? Is it Robert Rob Bob? Okay, it makes sense. Richard Rich Dick. Like, what? <laughs> At least that one kind of makes sense. Like you could progress it and be like, oh, Virginia. Right. It's like you know. First of all, Virginia is based off virgin. Like, like we're talking about like yeah. drag sexualizing kids. You literally named your kid out, like, and there's women named like Chastity. That's another one. It's like, yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah, but yeah. by all means, the drag people are the ones sexualizing. So. Sure. Uh, yeah, you know what? I am fine with listeners not tuning back in because I talk about drag too much. You, it's it, it, what we're doing is wrong and stifling free speech, and I'm ruining the joke segment, and I don't care. Uh, Way <laughs> sent this one in, uh, Ancest- Ancestry DNA. Uh, this lady's brilliant. I really love the way she wrapped this up and tied it back in um, at the end. Great storytelling and style. Uh, Sarah Pop-Tarts, that's not her government name. Uh, Sarah Huntington. So I took okay. my ancestry DNA test. During that, I found out that I am 90% Wales, I'm 9% Sweden, and then I'm 1% Congo. <laughs> Not the joke. Don't have to laugh there. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was running this joke by one of my friends, though, and she thought the part where I said I'm 90% Wales was the joke. I saw you look when she said Wales. Was that that got you, too? hundred percent, yes. She was like, don't say you're a whale, Sarah. You're not even that big. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I don't drink kale smoothies and do cocaine like you, Katie. Katie. <laughs> I, uh, I did find out that I am 1% black from this ancestry DNA test. And I was like, 1% black DNA? Like, how could that have happened? Um, but it is a mouth swab test. <laughs> Wow, that was very nicely done. Yeah, it's great done. Thanks, Way. Uh, All right, well, that's it for our comedy cavalcade, and we are moving along right into our segment. And I've got a sound for you. Let's see how it translates. I had to record this from the speaker in my living room because Hmm. I uh, I heard Dickie V. Who's Dickie V? For the Mm -hmm. listeners who don't know. Dick Vitale, famous uh, basketball co- college basketball commentator. Yeah, so uh, doing it for decades and decades and decades. You you'd recognize his style. That's it, baby. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 Um, he's, he's, he's is he does he have something terminal? Was there something yeah, recently? Yeah. He had he had a cancer issue. I, I think he's still dealing with it. Yeah. But he but you know I I I can see it. He's going out on his terms. He's still announcing games. This will really mm-hmm. set you up to laugh at this. Um, this is more about we're just continuing what we did during football season about the uh, homoerotic uh, announcers. <laughs> Can't wait. And this is Dickie V. Uh, if it's not clear, I can repeat parts of it. He wants to take Dick. He wants to take Dick. Great size. He says he wants to take Dick. So there's a guy named Dick playing defense, and the guy, <laughs> the, or yeah, I think the offensive shooter comes in there, and he's like, he's saying he wants to take on Dick. So he tries to say that twice, and then he's like, I think what he's trying to say is there's like a size difference between that player and the other one. He wants to take Dick. He wants to take Dick. Great size. <laughs> it's not as good as some of the other ones, but I, you know, I heard that That's live. Still pretty I good. That was pretty good. Yeah. That's um, pretty good. Yeah. 
Oh, Paul sent this in. Uh, I hope you're enjoying your, your vacation, Paul. There was a spicy comment on one of our posts, like criticizing him. And I was like, oh man, you do not want this. And I sent it to Paul. I was like, <laughs> Paul, you're on vacation, man. Don't do this. He's like, yeah, I'm having too good of a time to fucking get on the internet and argue with some chud. Anyway, uh, people say chud. Is that a phrase? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyways, this is an old clip. I think I first heard this clip before we started like having our format be more of like a clip show. Um, yeah. I've wanted to play this for a long time, and I've been looking for it since then. It was great he sent it in. Uh, so here we go. It's um, This is a British comedy uh, duo, or Aussie comedy duo, and I'm not going to set it up very much. They're talking about like the Greek economic crisis, like the late 2000s, early mm, 2010s. Okay. Yeah. Best of luck. Thank you. How much does Greece owe, Roger? Uh, $367 billion. Correct. And who do they owe it to? Mostly to the other European economies. Correct. How much does Ireland owe? $865 billion. Correct. And who do they owe it to? Other European economies, mostly. Correct. How much does Spain and Italy owe? $1 trillion each. <laughs> Correct. Who to? <laughs> Mainly France, Britain and Germany. Correct. And how are Germany, France and Britain going, Roger? Well, they're struggling a bit, aren't they? Correct. Why? Because they've lent all these vast amounts of money to other European economies that can't possibly pay them back. Correct. So what are they going to do? They're going to have to bail them out. Correct. Where are they getting the money to do that, Roger? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that one. How much does Portugal owe? Hang on a minute. What was the answer to that earlier question? <laughs> Just keep answering the questions, Roger. Where is Portugal going to get the money it owes to Germany if Germany can't get back the money that it lent to Italy? Just a minute. What was the answer to the previous question? The question was, how can broke economies yes. lend money to other broke economies yes. who haven't got any money because they can't pay back the money the broke economy lent to the other broke economy and shouldn't have lent it to them in the first place because the economy can't pay it back. You're wasting very valuable time, Roger. How much money does Spain owe to Italy? $41 billion, but where are they going to get it? Correct. What does Italy owe to Spain? <laughs> are you listening, Zelensky? He's like, yeah, I am listening, and I'm aware. Uh, oh, God, that's uh, hilarious. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, got a button. Oh, God. Thanks, Paul. Uh, Travis sent this one in. Okay, we're getting into our Jordan Peterson segment, apparently. Um, this one's a very quick one. If you blink, you miss it. Hey, if we say if you miss a little, you miss a lot, are we stealing from Rob Spiewak or probably who he stole that from? I think he probably stole that from somebody else. It's yeah, a great phrase, isn't it? It is, yes. Ah, we gotta say that. I like it. Anyways, here's uh, Jordan Peterson discussing the Marine Corps. Jordan Peterson discusses the Marine Corps. And 80% of them are gay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the Navy. Uh, that actually wasn't a deep fake. All right, this is another Jordan Peterson. Uh, oh, that was the same one. Open the same tab twice. Um, oh, I got to connect my phone for this one. Hold on, America. Um, I've got... A what video. did he actually say? He said 80% of the Marines are gay. Well, no, well, he was talking about something else. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. okay. You did hear that, right? Why are you dwelling okay. on this, Alan? I'm trying to move on. If I would have had this next clip ready faster, I wouldn't have to answer your questions. Um, uh, where is this? Oh, okay. 35-second uh, clip here of Jordan Peterson. Um, I, I actually have no notes other than I got it from Jeffersonian anarchist uh, friend of mine online, on the internet, Alan. Internet friends. Mm. All women are disgusting. There's lots of them. I don't know how many of them. I've had enough of women. I don't want to have anything to do with women. Why? Well, 
That doesn't require much explanation. Your girlfriend is like your mother. I'm often accused of being gay. Well, yes, obviously. <laughs> Meow. Let's go Meow. kill some snakes. Hitler did this beautifully. The Nazis were unbelievably great Nazi-like. Like, what the hell is that? Look at me, look at me. I'm Hitler. I've watched a hundred movies, but I don't understand. Up. Okay, up. From where? Why up? It's low resolution. It's low resolution. I never played it all the way through. <laughs> oh, oh, about that. Oh, oh, my tummy hurts. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, about that. Yeah. Oh, did I? Oh, about did that. I, I just did that. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, this is Alex Jones. Um, Thrash sent oh. this in in the group chat. Uh, I don't have any idea how old this is. I just have a question for you. Should this be added... Um, I just have a question for you. Should this be added to the end of show sounds or at least the, the, the soundboard? Let's, let's rape possums. <laughs> let's cram earthworms up our area. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I think separate them and definitely add them to the soundboard. Okay, soundboard, not the end yeah. of the show. End of the show is getting real long, man. Like, There's a lot there like now. Almost yeah, yeah. a minute. But I want the earthworm separate from the... Uh... Yes, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I'll work on that. Um, oh, no button. Oh, how about that? Okay, so I got a couple clips here of the same guy. This one, who sent the thrash sent these in. Um, so it's uh, Gen Z is entering the workforce. Forced. <laughs> Gen Z is entering the workforce. Mark, how are you feeling out there? Uh, again, uh, the same way I felt about eight minutes ago when you asked me that same question. <laughs> I, I normally do sports. Uh, everything is canceled here for the next couple of days. So what better time to ask the sports guy to come in about five hours normally uh, earlier than he would normally wake up, go stand out in the wind and the snow and the cold and tell other people not to do the same. I didn't even realize that there was a 3.30 also in the morning. Can I go back? To my regular job, I, I'm pretty sure, Ryan, that you guys added an extra hour to this show just because somebody likes torturing me, because compared to two and a half hours ago, it is just getting colder and colder. Uh, just join this is actually one. live on the Yeah, air. yeah, That's Channel 4 somewhere. Wow. I'm here, I got my mic, and most of my toes. Your visibility was North down. Dakota. We couldn't see the water tower. I wasn't even sure if there was a camera in front of me. I could have been talking to a street lamp for all I know. I'm kind of eating my words here. At 5 o'clock, I was sitting there saying, Oh, it's kind of windy, but it's not really snowing at all. And now it's like a snow buffet, all you can eat. The good news is that the snow has kind of let down for a lot of it. The bad news is that... Everything else uh, still sucks. Not seeing anything huge oh, on the... All right. All right. Oh, about that. That's enough of that. <laughs> Everything still sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I would like that in my weatherman. I, I know. Like I would, it. too. I would, too. Yeah. Um, by the way, the exact same complaints people had about millennials. Like, it, it's sure. any different. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, Alan, you said you like the videos of the president's gaming, so... Uh, it's my favorite. Way sent, uh, Way sent one in. Uh, we got a lot of these sent in, but this one was the one where I was like, okay, well, that one's got to go in the show. Uh, I don't even remember how to recap this one. I'll just play it. I downloaded Tinder today. Uh, I want to get matches. How do I secure the puss? I need your help crafting my Tinder profile. <laughs> Initially, I would suggest that Elon. you consider attracting them within their will before you try your usual antics of stalking and sucking on their neck like a vampire. What about this picture of me holding a fish? Why the fuck would you post that? Absolutely do not post a picture of you holding a fish. 
What woman wants to see a man holding a slimy beast from the underground? I agree, bro. She will only compare herself to the fish wondering who looks better in your arms. Exactly. Bro. They're all really sensitive to competition. Oh, my God, guys. I got a match. What do I say? I would start off by saying something about her eyes. Is it too soon to ask her if she wants me to eat out her asshole? What the fuck? Joey, calm it down, you fucking <laughs> no, little No, no, stop grabbing my phone. Listen, Leave me alone, me man. Phone. Hey, back off, you fucking wig-wearing fuckers. Fine, face. fuck off, then, you smelly little tramp. Listen, Biden, I suggest you send her a meme. Can't go wrong with a good meme. All right, what is a meme? How do I send her a meme? You should send her a gif. It's essentially a moving image sequence that you can send her with a cute message to show you're thinking about her. All right, I sent her a GIF. I hope she replies. All right, well done, my G. Did you find a GIF that looked nice for us? What do you mean? <laughs> you said a moving image sequence. I took a short video of my cock and put a <laughs> post-it note on my bell end that said, you're cute, want me to eat your ass. <laughs> she unmatched me. Guys, maybe I needed to take a longer video and get some more scrote in there. <laughs> Guys, I... <laughs> Oh, about that. I never know when they end. They always get go some on. more scrot in there. Let's stop. Uh, bell oh end. God. I thought that was like a British thing. I, I I never hear Americans say bell end. I never heard that. Have you ever heard that before in your uh, life? No, neither have I. No. Just, when I'm watching my pornography, I hear it. You know, when it's like girls from another <laughs> land, but I've never heard that from an American voice. I should move on. Uh, oh, the the guy was asked on the street, what is a good side hustle for students? And uh, he had uh, maybe a creative response. It was thoughtful. He realized that he was off base and he reeled it in and then he gave him. I think it's a good side hustle for uh, students. Prostitution. <laughs> no, actually for students, they are, they, they are underage. She's <laughs> No, I mean, if you're over the age of 18, then prostitution. Okay. What if you're under the age of 18? Fansly. Fucking OnlyFans. <laughs> I have no comments, guys. <laughs> I can't help but think wow. about, like, you know how there's a whole thing online about, like, Indian men commenting on, like, hitting on, like, pictures of women that aren't yes. real photos and stuff like that? Like, art and things like that. And, like, show bobs, send, send v vagina. <laughs> like, yeah, right. it, it's great that those, those guys really fell into the, just nailed the fucking <laughs> demo. Um, all right, so this one's not a deep fake. This is actually Joe Rogan, and he had uh, Tim Dillon on. Uh, and now, if you remember, early on, before the pandemic, even Tim Dillon was on there talking about how like Bill Gates is, you know, bullshit with his vaccines and stuff like that. He's he, Dillon's always uh, been on the conspiracy tip there, and he rarely is saying anything that he can like back up or believe right. with facts. I, I don't. I don't take anything Dylan says um, other than just something entertaining with a grain of salt. Yeah, I think, I think he's just trying to be provocative. I don't even know if he believes the stuff he says. He's no, just trying because, to be funny and because the same person is like, "Yeah, I sold houses in 2007 and 2008. Like, I I, I knew I was lying to people. Right. Like, I just know how to be entertaining. <laughs> so that's that's the way I right. filter that. Just fine. Yeah. Um, so see what you think about this though. I could have spent that time getting the clip ready, but I can't pad and talk. <laughs> Saying the green grass is coming through the snow. Yes, all like, the cool kids now are unwoke. Some of them are going back to Christianity because it's the only way to be rebellious. <laughs> because, you know, everybody's blue-haired, non-binary, talking about piss orgies. And that's like, <laughs> it's the cover of Newsweek. You you have to be like a Catholic, Opus Dei, like, doing sing the rosary to be a fucking problem. Like, you used to be able to just dye your hair and get a tattoo and a nose ring. Now that's like, oh, what are you running for Congress? The saying the green Congress. <laughs> oh, I, there, I think there's like there's a kernel of truth to that though. 
Like I don't know if uh, if if being uh, religious is like super like cool right now. Maybe in some circles, maybe I yeah. don't know. Yeah, um, I'm the oldest person in the political uh, group chat that I'm in, and I mean, you know, it's not a accurate sample size or an or a or a good it's sample. It's anecdotal because everybody there tends to be somewhat. There's some variation, but everyone there is like very, a very online person. Let's put it that way. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, just there's a lot of what, what do they call it? Like tradcon, like trad conservatives mm-hmm. go get a wife that wears full sleeve, you know, dresses and uh, shit out a bunch of kids for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely um, very popular. Um, Weird. Speaking of piss orgies, I was listening to <laughs> and, and podcasts. I was listening to... Uh, <clears throat> Do you watch your mom's house or listen to your mom's house podcast anymore? Just like I still do. Yeah, not like every single one, but most of them. Did you watch the one with Tony Hawk? No. Oh man, it was really was good. Was that was that two bears one cave or was that your mom's house? It was your mom's house. It was Tony Hawk and Jason Ellis. Oh, okay. like, yeah, Jason Ellis was talking about like having a pee bottle in the car. So there's a funny story about that. Do you do you remember the name Jason Ellis? I didn't until just watching him tell stories. Yeah, I guess. No, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, in sort of like Tony Hawk's click and skating and stuff back in the day. Let's go. Is he back a skater? Story, I guess so. Yeah. He, he was the announcer for the X Games when Tony Hawk did his 900. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. Now can I pee? Well, do you want to just wrap so up bad. the show? I mean, like, we're, we're just wrapping up then. All right. You want to be gone for the wrap up? No, I, I like pee in the car. I you pay in the car? Yeah. I pay in the car so much. Ozzy is like, I think you and I are gonna, very similar. You're going to hate this because <laughs> you need to pee, but. I have a water, a glass bottle with a, a sealed lid on it for yeah. me to pee in, and yeah. I have it in my little side thing. And my wife needed to pee the other day, and I was like, "Use my pee bottle." Yeah, and she goes, "It's." He says a glass bottle with sealed top. I'm imagining those. Is it VOS like the unreasonably oh, yeah, yeah. shaped and expensive water? Voss water, yeah. A sealed lid on it for yeah. me to pee in. And yeah. I have it in my little side thing. And my wife needed to pee the other day. And I was like, use my pee bottle. Yeah. And she goes, it's like pee residue in the bottom. I'm like, so what? <laughs> so I was what? Like, I'm not peeing in that. So I pour liquid death in there. But it's the black can with bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. And I seal it and I start shaking it. <laughs> oh, no. And she gets in the back to like take her pants off. And this fucking thing goes, boom. Oh, no. And I just get oh, fucking hammered with... Old piss. Oh, oh, Straight no. piss. The whole car got misted with it. <sighs> oh, about that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, uh, let's keep these bad decisions flowing. Alan, <gasps> I have, uh, I think I have a new catchphrase for you because uh, I know you like alcohol. Uh, and this seems like something that you would say. Sure. Who sent this in? Way sent this in. You've been known to have a few. Hmm, I have. Remember, alcohol is God's apology for making us self-aware. <laughs> oh, I love that. I do like that. Yeah, I thought, you know... That sounds like something out of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or something. It does, but, okay, you can see how I would think that something witty that would be in Hitchhiker's would also be something you would say. Yes, of course. Especially with alcohol involved. <laughs> um, yeah, don't forget to bring a towel, which is a different phrase regarding towels, but also... So, wait, hold on. Do you think the South Park don't forget to bring a towel thing... That's it wasn't referential to. Oh, uh, I hadn't even thought uh, of that. Yeah. I wouldn't think probably so, coincidence. But, um, yeah. Okay, so this doesn't fit into this whole like flow we've had, other than Aussies. So we got an Aussie moment. Um, hmm. This is a soccer match, and this woman is on the field. Um, and she's going up to the guy that has. So there's a guy that has the voice of God, Mike, for the whole stadium. Hmm. 
on the field. And she goes up to him saying that her microphone stopped working and can I use yours? And she just finesses him into it. Watch this. This is fucking hilarious. It's working. <laughs> can we use your mic? No. Why not? Because it's right all there. I don't know what you're going to say. I'm not going to say anything other than how are you? Okay. Hello? It's no, but we need to be able to hear it. I think we've got Chella, we've got Chella Ford that wanna say a few words to tonight between Pitcher and one and two. Sorry, what are you mean? Olivia. We got Olivia down. From Entertainment Four. From uh, Entertainment Channel Four. There you go, Olivia. All of the men here have really small cocks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that. uh, that's a thing. That's too. fantastic. Yeah, that's like the third time that's come up on the show. Um, oh, <laughs> I got a note for me. Play the clip Toaster sent you on Twitter. Oh, but then I went and found it anyways. Dude, I, Alan, I actually thought about what I was doing when I formatted the show sheet. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> so I've got yet another, sure. yet another Aussie clip. So... Uh, Alan, are you familiar with the Sydney suburb of, what is it called? It's like Bay something. Uh, it's one of their wealthiest suburbs. They're going to name that suburb a million times in there. Hold on. What is it called? Sydney suburb. No, they're not going to say it. Okay. I searched Brisbane. for Brisbane. I don't know. No, no, no. Bay. It's like Bell's oh. Bay or something like that. Um, it's literally going to come up in a minute if I wouldn't, you know try to force in my knowledge of the clip and just play it. Um, so they had a, uh, the context is there is thousands of wealthy, I'm just going to read it. Uh, thousands of wealthy Australians with more than 3 million in superannuation. What's that? No idea. Will no longer <laughs> receive generous tax breaks under a new proposal announced by the prime minister earlier in the week. Click to unmute, click to unmute, press play. People are very despondent. This is the uh, the Today Show, like the Today, but in Australia. Okay. How are they going to pay for those almond lattes? They're going to have to sell some of their properties. Are you a middle income owner? Uh, at the moment, yeah. Oh no, go. Sorry. Let me talk to you. What are you going to do? You're going to have to sell the second Mercedes. No, not the Mercedes. It's my third boat. It's my daughter's favourite. It's it, it's grim. It's not not the Mercedes, but my third boat. It's my daughter's favourite. It's grim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this lady was great. Uh, yeah, let's close that. There's no so superannuation, superannuation is money put aside by your employer over your working life for you to live on when you retire from work. So it's essentially like a 401k, I guess. Well, kind of hold thing. on. That's money you earned and it was invested for you by your employer. Yeah. And there was tax breaks on that when you set that oh, up. And if you okay, now have okay. more than $3 million, they're going to... That's kind of fucked up if you like made that decision at that time, because you would have made a different decision to do with your money. If you, yeah, you made the decision based on the current tax laws. Man, they got to do that with new. Uh, wow, uh, it's a good time to remind people that uh, Australia doesn't have negative rights like we have here, where the government is not allowed to do things. It's um, it's a it's a different system, uh, but ours is so great, right? Um, <laughs> uh, let's move on to How our isn't that something segment, and we will start off with more about the Murdoch Murdoch murders. Um, I'll see. What do I have here? Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you see who it is? No. Okay, I have a note here, Alan, for you to guess who this is. So I think you can tell by the voice, but I'm really looking. hey, Twitter world is me, yours truly. Well, a whole lot of people are asking me what. I do you know who that is? No. There's only one person that starts all their videos with this. Hey, Twitter world is me. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. No? 
I guess I don't watch a lot of his videos then. Hey, Twitter world, is me, yours truly. Well, a whole lot of people are asking me what I think about this uh, Alex Murdoch trial. I don't know why they think I'm an expert on it, but... Alan, nothing? Did you hear that snarky? I don't know why they think I'm an expert on it. <laughs> I didn't kill my wife and her boyfriend. Oh, was it OJ? It's OJ Simpson. Yeah, do you want to hear it all over oh, knowing that? <laughs> okay. Yes. Hey, Twitter world, is me, yours truly. Well, a whole lot of people are asking me what I think about this uh, Alex Murdoch trial. I don't know why they think I'm an expert on it, but uh, I got to admit, when he took the stand, a guy who's an habitual liar, I did watch um, um, when the trial first started. Uh, I watched him take the stand, and I uh, thought it was probably a mistake because the guy is an admitted liar. And it's hard for me to think he can be on the stand five, six, seven, eight days. I'm not going to keep playing clips of O.J. Simpson. But, like, I I think, like, he probably got legal counsel that he shouldn't take the stand. And he's like, look, dude, if you killed your wife, you're not supposed to get up and take the stand. <laughs> I don't know why people think I'm an expert on this. <laughs> he said that. Well, like, that's something. That was hilarious. <laughs> wow. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to cut <laughs> you off with the button. That's fine. Um, that's fine. So Fox News, the national show, went to a diner in uh, it's Metro Diner in uh, Ponte Vedra Beach. I'm, I'm sure in Florida it's pronounced Pointe Vedra uh, Beach. <laughs> and um, they asked people on the Fox News channel, they asked people in the diner in Florida who they would vote for in a uh, Trump DeSantis race. First off, Metro Dining here, I got a question for you, ready? All right, 2024, who's pumped up for the election? Aren't you glad we get to listen to fucking Smash Mouth too? Yeah. All right, Rap rapid fire, who's your man, who's your woman? My man, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump, Christy no. Christy no. Who's your man? Trump. Or woman? Trump. Trump, a lot of Trump fans. Trump and Nikki Haley. And Nikki Haley. Donald Trump and Nikki Haley. All right, so far, a lot of Donald Trump. I see I see uh, Governor DeSantis. What about President DeSantis? I like it. I like uh, it. Who's your pick? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Trump or DeSantis? I'm either or. Right, I'm so either. You're right in the middle. Yes. So a lady with a DeSantis shirt is like, and I don't know. Not oh, she was wearing it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Of course, she's in a room with a bunch of people on live television that all just said that they like the other guy. Right. Then, yeah. That's. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Connor would care if I read our texts online. Connor was texting me earlier uh, with two hats and asked me which one he should wear to trigger the um, his. Uh, okay, so it's a DeSantis Patriot hat, and then the other one says Catholic gentleman, be a man, be a saint. Um, so he, now he, and the question is trying to decide which hat to wear on my school field trip tomorrow, which will piss off my secular private school more politics or religion. <laughs> oh God. No. I know. I, wow. I was is like, it's back on be, social media yet. No, he's, and he's, he actually, I, I don't think he's going to put his Instagram and stuff back on. And when he's done, he's throwing his really? away. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? I was like, just come back on for the chats, man. I could text yeah. you. Um, Yeah. The uh, let's see, I told him it's got to be the religious ones. And uh, he said, see, on the one hand, I think religion would be the answer. But with my particular parent base and with the Trump DeSantis feud, I'm torn. Alan, what's that in reference to? <laughs> Natalie and Berlia? No. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> That's what's going on. Nothing's fine, I'm torn. What? 
what what is he referring to about his parent base? Oh, that, that's, that that Donnie Jr. goes to Donnie school. Jr. Jr. D three Jr. Jr. Yeah, D three. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Actually, <laughs> never forget. Uh, that is so fucking surreal. Okay. Like we actually know a guy who knows that we know a guy who's the teacher of the president's grandson, former president. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Wow. That's so that's weird. So, he's going to wear a DeSantis hat. To <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Uh, good guy, Matt Ritzman, sent this in. Um, I, I know him as that because that's what my brother, him and my brother were friends growing up. And like, uh, I think when we were putting together my brother's bachelor party, I was like, oh, is Matt going? He's like, oh, yeah, good guy, Matt Ritzman. I'm like, I never heard you call him that, but that's his nickname <laughs> from now on in my head. Um, anyway, good guy, Matt Ritzman, sent this in. Feels appropriate since we're about to start shifting uh, to new boogeyman um, or shifting the boogeyman uh, probably to Iran. Have you been noticing how the media is sort about of been 10 like, days uh, after my- all right, not so quick, Dr. Wesley or General Wesley <laughs> Clark. Um, do you remember, uh, oh, have you been, what did I, hold on, this is going to make noise again, and I got to stop it. Okay. Don't recall what I said before I cut my own self off. Uh, I think what I was trying to say was that, have you seen how headlines more and more are like, hey, Iran is 12 days away from having... Um, nuclear uh, weapon, yes. No, that's not what they said. Oh. What did they say? Nuclear capable exactly so enriched enough to be you know, now, do you think the average american thinks that through when they hear that probably not so no. iran is 12 days away by the way it was like six days ago so just if i just we should be more scared but they just kind of moved on to other things um so the first so that my in my theory um the the military the mic the military industrial comp complex is in cahoots with the media as always and they are floating stories out through contacts um legitimate stories to say hey by the way from our intelligence we can say that um iran is 12 days away from having nuclear capable uh, enriched uranium or whatever mm-hmm. that's close enough to the average american to be they have a bomb no they still don't know how to attach it to a warhead they still haven't done any testing they you know it is it is not the same thing at all and but they run mm-hmm. that to get people upset and then now sure. yesterday's headlines was uh, there's concern in the Pentagon that Israel is going to uh, have a first strike attack against Iran. And <clears throat> I just, I this almost, with the whole 12 days thing, it, before I forget about it, it reminds me of how, do you remember when there was a fuel shortage scare and they were like, well, we only have 25 days left of diesel and then we're out. But that doesn't take into effect, uh, account um, production of diesel. So it's like right now at this moment, we have 25 days left of diesel. Tomorrow we could have 50 days once the new diesel is Shipment comes in. Yeah, yeah, sure. <clears throat> or what's being manufactured. But um, now I think it's it was alarming. It's alarming every time it gets close. But that 12 days is kind of always a thing, right? Like they're 12 days away forever. Um, well, I think I, I've read intelligence reports and I think I've even said on the show like a year ago that yep. there, there were people, there were analysts saying that they were 12 you know, 12 days, two weeks or whatever yeah. away from being able to do that. So yeah. that's not, that's not new. Right. Um, so I just, I think that, you know, our listeners are probably savvy enough to not get manipulated by that type of, um, it's like social engineering from the media mm-hmm. side. Um, but, uh, I just always like to point that out. If you look at that pattern, like it's like, Oh, something that doesn't mean what it sounds like. And then here, how do we vaguely talk about another concern? By the way, um, you know, Israel, go ahead and have your, have your fun with Iran. I, <laughs> 
they got enough going on in Israel right now. I don't think they need any well, they're, external. They're attacking Syria stuff. right now, so like they're still doing that. Yeah, Syria, two earthquakes. <laughs> um, okay, so I thought it's a good time to remind people of this clip of General Wesley Clark. Um, I think the clips from like '08 or '09. Democracy Now is the person that has the really famous clip on YouTube. Um, this is this is trimmed down to make it a nice uh, soundbite. Um, here we go. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, I don't know. <laughs> he said, I guess they don't know what else to do. I said, well, did they find some information connecting Saddam to Al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like, we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. So I came back to see him a few weeks later. And by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense office today. And he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. I said, is it classified? He said, yes, sir. <laughs> I said, well, don't show it to me. Seven About countries. Oh, sorry. Seven countries in five years. And we tried to follow that script as best we could. I mean, like if you, if you just keep in mind that after a crisis where the Pentagon is going to get the green light on a lot more things than they would at a time of peace, their wish list was those seven countries and, and, and you just look at where we target, uh, where we targeted our military over the last 20 years. Yeah. So that laugh, was that laugh track like added in or was that he actually speaking to people? That yeah. Yeah. He's, it's uh he's on a stage. It's a taped interview. Wow. Yeah. The music in that, the background was added, but I, yeah. right. Who's laughing at that? I mean, I guess it's, it's, well, because it is humorous. Like, it is funny that they that it's worse than that. Like, it's uh, it's like a Coen Brothers movie, you know? Sure. I mean, I phys- it's, it's I imagine funny. Burn After Reading. Like, that's a scene from Burn After Reading. Oh, yeah, you know why yeah. they laughed? He, because he said, uh, is it classified? He said, yes. He's like, well, don't show it to me. That's funny. <laughs> that was funny. I got a button. I said, Isn't that something? Um, uh, thanks, Matt Ritzman. Um, you know what's crazy about that? Like, just the, the arrogance of the neocon ideology. It, it was pretty pr- quite a thing to see it was what else is crazy about that is how a lot of those neocons sort of rehabilitated their image post trump yeah um, and what do they call themselves it, now what do they call themselves libertarians. now libertarians yep yeah, yeah. Wow, i know that them. i hear them i hear them some of them are famous podcast hosts not <laughs> not me because i'm not famous yeah, i'm talking about someone else it just occurred to me yeah okay um okay this one sucks ariel sent it in um this doesn't suck Little mermaid. yes uh you know i don't know why it creeps me out when you do that <laughs> I, don't, I don't know because i know this person I like, I like giving our audience members uh nicknames oh it's no fun. you're right you're oh yeah uh like um sleepy joe oh. and uh meatball ron and uh, Little Mermaid Ariel. I'm sure Ariel really appreciates getting called Little Mermaid. Uh, Ariel, <laughs> let us know what you think. Uh, anyways, she sent in this clip. Um, I, you know, she, she normally sends in ones that are like wackadoo conspiracy land. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. This one's not, but it does have the common thread of all these videos where they start off with some asshole making weird noises or they have an annoying sound in the background. Ooh, this one's going to make your blood boil. Just hold on. Ghislaine Maxwell's attorneys have filed an appeal to overturn her conviction. So listen to the rest of it, despite his annoying beginning. 
What's their reasoning? Well, it's not because she's innocent. It's not because of evidence. It's because there was an agreement in 2007 that was made between the federal prosecutors and the state of Florida and Jeffrey Epstein. It was a non-prosecution agreement. What this means is that no co-conspirators can be prosecuted because of this agreement that was done in 2007. Jeffrey Epstein was convicted in 2008. In other words, if the appeals court holds up this agreement, Ghislaine Maxwell will be set free. What do you think about that? Do you think that's... So they didn't bother to bring up this agreement prior to this? Like, oh, I don't know. Why? Was I supposed to look into that before I did the show? No, I mean, I mean like, why would they not? Why, oh, she got convicted, so let's bring this out now. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, it is that kind of sense. weird to think. But I mean, I guess that's the point of the appeal, right? Is that, that maybe there isn't like... Um, that would have been like in a pre-trial hearing would have been the time to bring that up, I think. And then since it yeah. wasn't, they did the trial. And yeah. They, you know what? I'm sure they addressed it in the pre-trial hearing. This is just somebody getting clicks on the on the on the internet. Hmm. Interesting. How about that? Isn't that something? Have to say. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, I think I got one more clip to take us to half. This is the former president. They, so CPAC was happening this weekend. I've got a <laughs> lot. So because CPAC just happened and it's just their like clown, sh their rodeo show. Um, yeah. That's well, not getting rodeo clowns and rodeos confused. Rodeos are pretty cool. Those people got to ride those horses. The clowns are the the joke part. So what do you call a rodeo clown show? Like a clown college? I think you just call it a clown show. Just a clown show. Okay. So the, so the CPAC's their clown show. They're like, don't you love how CPAC used to be once a year and then they're like Trump rallies work. We should just yeah, let's do it quarterly. Do it, yeah, yeah, exactly. And we'll invite uh, authoritarian leaders from European countries. By the way, by the way, having listened to that clown on uh, Brido's show, it's I think not calling. I that's actually what I was. Yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> it's right? Insult to clowns. I, I agree. I, that's why I was like, well, rodeo, no. The, the, so yeah. Bob Seska calls it the Rodeo Clown Caucus, and I think that even Rodeo Clowns—that's those people are brave. Like, oh yeah, mm, that's a come tough. If anybody job. has a better suggestion for the Rodeo Clown Show, that would you know. Plus, I don't want to sound yeah. like I'm ripping off Bob Seska. I like to make fun of him. Um, anyway, <laughs> we love you, Bob. Please start the podcast war. Um, but, uh, so, so this is so I'm going to play for us all three minutes mm. and forty two seconds of Donald Trump just. Being banana wackadoo, I just realized this isn't CPAC. So I, I brought that up. So CPAC clips coming up. There's a heavier making fun of the right than making fun of the left segment, probably because CPAC happened. This right, was right, right. not at CPAC, but a present a statement that Trump made. Uh, it's th we're going to play all three minutes and forty two seconds of it uh, for me and Alan. I'm going to trim out all the superfluous. Feels like it should be yes. a sur surplus sur Superflicity, superfluousness, superfluousness. I'm going to try out all of the superfluousness. Uh, okay. That's a native language. I don't even speak another one. <laughs> um, yeah. So here's it. So here's his plan. This is his big plan. This is his big, uh, like, you know, save America uh, plan. Oh, so can't wait. he did something when he was in office for four fucking years, you know, like. Well, it was the Democrats. He's pursued big dreams and daring projects that once seemed absolutely impossible. They pushed across an unsettled continent and built new cities in the wild frontier. They transformed American life with the interstate highway system. Magnificent it was. And they launched a vast network of satellites into orbit all around the Earth. But today, our country has lost its boldness. 
Under my leadership, we will get it back in a very big way. Our objective will be a quantum leap in the American standard of living. That's what will happen. Here are just a few Here is soft palate. of the ways yeah. we can do it. <laughs> Almost one-third of the landmass of the United States is owned by the federal government, with just a very, very small portion of that land, just a fraction. Have you heard any of this? I don't think I have, oh, no. <laughs> one half of one percent. Would you believe that? We should no. hold a contest to charter up to 10 new cities and award them to the best proposals for development. In other words, we'll actually build new cities in our Can you imagine, if you think we're polarized now, there's going to be cities that were built under, like, the Trump administration. You think that, like, a cross-section of America is going to move there? Fuck no. Like, he's literally, <laughs> like, writing the blueprint for how to have a, a fucking civil war. Country. Right. He Again. wants to convert BLM land into condos. Got yes. it. Okay. Yeah. Yes. It, you know what? Yes. Yeah. The guy. The, so is that at all shocking considering his entire life? <laughs> no, not at all. These freedom cities. Gar guarantee you he doesn't pay the contractors. Will reopen the frontier, <laughs> reignite American imagination and give hundreds of thousands of young people and other people, all hardworking families, a new shot at home ownership and in fact, the American dream. Okay. This is my favorite part. Another big opportunity is in transportation. Dozens of major companies in the United States and China, China. are racing to develop vertical takeoff and landing vehicles for families and individuals. Just as the United States led the automotive revolution in the last century, I want to ensure that America, not China, China. leads this revolution in air mobility. Okay, those were on two separate lines, right? Air mobility. Let me go back. <laughs> what? Do you remember how it took him like an hour and a half to do a minute long? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because we saw like the behind the scenes footage of that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, I somehow he didn't. I feel like this read was spliced it. together. Yeah, no, I think they, they, he like the he's reading a teleprompter. Air was on one line, mobility was over here on the other. You know. Got it. Leads this revolution in air mobility. <laughs> These breakthroughs can transform commerce, bring a giant infusion of wealth into rural America, and connect families in our country. First of all, you can't connect with rural America if you don't say rural. Like, like <laughs> rural America is what some New York City has been with you, but apparently it worked for them. So also, mm. as long as I'm interrupting, anus eyes. I'm going to send you this video. Just total like everything's orange and a different color and then a pit in the middle just anus eyes country <laughs> in new ways likewise through our strategic national manufacturing initiative which is going to be very big and very very successful oh, both we will turn forgotten communities into hives of industry producing the goods we will no longer import from china this is sad right it's pretty like sad. this is like old man screams at cloud like I am still relevant. Look at my ideas. Yeah, my ideas are flying cars. This is a retard's idea of the future. <laughs> like nobody these days should be like, and hey, we'll have flying cars. Treat me seriously. We will also Ooh, have returned, a returned, initiative right. on lowering the cost of living with a special focus on lowering the cost of a new car and lowering the cost to build a single family home. And they will be beautiful homes. And I will ask Congress to support baby bonuses for young parents to- Only part that I'm in for, and it might be enough to make me vote for him. To help launch a new baby boom. 
I, I've been reading that book and like all the perils of the, the like the Democrat, the dem, demographic inversion or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, anything that could uh, encourage um, more reproduction. I, 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 if no one else is talking about that, uh, and I can hear you, Alan, you're saying that child tax credit. I don't like that one. It's not the type of. <laughs> Would it talk Finally, you into I'll it? challenge the Maybe. governors of all 50 states to join me in a great modernization and beautification campaign. This is this is my second favorite part because again, think of his uh, his his whole life as a real Brand. estate developer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, getting rid of ugly buildings, refurbishing our parks and our public spaces, making cities <laughs> and towns more livable, ensuring a pristine environment and building towering monuments to our true American heroes. Of course. Very important. Gold toilets for everybody. Make sure all of these new places are safe. Oh. We love and cherish our police. They will do the job the way they have to. It is time to start talking about there. greatness for our country again. I will dramatically increase living standards and build a future that brings our country together through excitement, opportunity, and success. Thank you very much. Do you think that they use chat GBT and put in like, what are the things that you think that, that are, are, um, our polling data shows these are the things that resonate with your base here, chat GBT, make a campaign promise speech. That's, I think that's what that is. Like, that's exactly what that's like. Cause he said everything because towards the end, he's like, and don't forget police our favorite. Right. It certainly could be. It certainly could be. Yes. I wonder who came up with the uh, the flying cars part. Oh, that was interesting. I hadn't heard that before. So stupid. That's flying cars are such a dumb idea. Can you say why? <laughs> I I don't know where. You're, okay. What are you thinking? How do you imagine that working? We can't not hit each other when we're all on one plane. And now you're going to put right. infinite accesses? Fuck no! Like that. Like. <laughs> Just, it's not manageable unless you want it. But we to can be- have the AI run it, Dustin. It, it's doing such a bang up job right yeah. now with cars. It's a great point. Bang Pun up. intended. Yeah, oh, about that. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Is what I meant to say. Uh, I think I need to ask you a question. We'll go to lunch. Okay. Um, do you think that? Do you think they'll ever make an Andrew Tate movie? <laughs> like a biopic? I imagine somebody will. Yeah, Hulu or somebody definitely. Who, who do you imagine? They cast as Andrew Tate. Oh. I wonder if we have the same answer. Like, I don't know, like a UFC fighter, like John Bones Jones or something. No, he's too old. Um, Were you just thinking that because Homeboy says he's like kickboxing champ and all that shit? Well, he kind of looks the part a little bit. Bones Jones a is black, bit. Alan. I, I it doesn't matter. It doesn't okay. matter. What okay, are you thinking, Alan? Yeah, you know what? If Disney did it, they would make him black. You're right. <laughs> uh, I should send this clip to my brother because that's his favorite thing to get angry about. Uh, <laughs> great job. Oh, just so you know, my friend Ariel, that you call the Little Mermaid, not black. So you know, how does that make you feel? <laughs> that, not very inclusive. I'm huh? fine with it. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm fine oh, with that's because that's your favorite one. You don't like it if they're not. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to cast you in both corners. Anyways, you want my answer? Yes, I do. Adam Driver. Oh. Okay. I could see that. I think I can too. Yeah. Well, every once in a while we go to lunch with Dustin has a good idea. That was, that was <laughs> kind of the whole thing there. All right, man. I'll uh, talk to you on the B side. Yeah. We'll see you on the B side. Drive safe. Covered for you all in sequence. Yes. Ah, they almost nailed it. This is the B side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. 
in the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again. It's knocking wood about that, eh? Hey. Hey. What are you, toaster? <laughs> oh. oh, man. Okay, so we've got like an hour and 15 minutes to get a lot of these clips in here. So let's just see how much we can get to. Hey, speaking of time. Uh, are you excited about setting your clock forward to head, head this weekend? I am not at all. I fucking hate that shit. Well, you're going to go back to the good time, though. No, no, this is the bad time. Yeah, I know. You're going to change it to the good time. No, it's but bad time I get an hour now. less of sleep. Okay, for one day you get an hour less of sleep, and then you yeah. have daylight when you want it. I do agree. Okay, you're right. Yeah. You're right. That is true. I, but I, just, I hate the missing hour of sleep, especially, sure, sure. you know, I have to get up early that day. In Tennessee, and... we need to set our calendars back. 60 years. <laughs> Do tell. What are you talking about? It's everything we talk about on here. The drag bill? Yeah, all that shit. Yeah. Oh, that went over like a lead balloon. Uh, I, saw th- <laughs> I saw a thing on Instagram today where a guy called the church and he was like, hey, um, I know that there's, uh, I don't remember, some ceremony upcoming in the you know, next few weeks. Uh-huh. And um, I'm just really concerned that, you know, the priest might appear to be that like he might be performing in drag. So I just want you to know, like you probably should change their outfit or I might. Oh, because they wear those robes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they probably have makeup on. It was hilarious. Wow. That is funny. I should have sent it to you. Yeah. Yeah, Actually, um, Alan, you know, I'll try to find it. Yeah. (laughs) It's always a good idea to send me clips. I don't know why I have to tell you that. Uh, uh, Well, let's get started off on our making fun of the right segment. Um, I really like everything in our our second half. I'm really excited about all of these clips. Um, So just to single this one out as being funny is uh, probably not necessary. But um, so (laughs) Matt Gaetz was in front of Congress and he uh, honestly, I don't know what the subject was, but he started reading a story, uh, a headline uh, that he had found. That was, um, it turns out to be Chinese propaganda. So here. <laughs> is the Azov Battalion getting access to U.S. weapons? Uh, not that I'm aware of, um, but if you have information, uh, I'd seek unanimous consent to enter into the record the Global Times investigative report that, uh, indica- Times. that talks about training. It's uh, from the Atlantic Council's Digital Forensics Research Lab. Uh, citing that the Azov Battalion was even getting stuff as far back as 2018. Without objection, so ordered. Any reason to disagree with that assessment? Dr. Is this the, I'm sorry, is this the Global Times from China? <laughs> no, this is. And then he leans over to look because he's never checked. That's what you read. And then. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Would that be a reason? Uh, I, I, as a general matter, I don't take Beijing's propaganda. Well, no, no. Yeah, but just value. tell me if the, if the allegation. You got to see the guy sitting behind him. So the guy being grilled, there's an audience behind him. And there's a guy just making the biggest fucking smirk, holding back a laugh. Is true or false? I mean, it, uh, I don't have any evidence one way or the okay. other. As a general matter, I don't take Beijing's propaganda at face value. Fair, fair enough. I would agree with that assessment. Well, yeah. Well, the, so you just go up there and say whatever looks appealing to you because you, you, you don't really do your job. This is, by the way, this was a House Armed Services Committee hearing um, where he, <laughs> he is. Oh, it's probably the chair, huh? 
Unbelievable. It is. It's not unbelievable. Very believable. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's very believable. Uh, All right. So I got a couple of these. Both of these have like the same theme to them. Um, It's uh, I actually got the clips confused and I had to put notes in them so I wouldn't get them confused. Uh, Oh, wow. Okay. So the first one is a guy saying that he would endorse this bill, but he starts off saying that what he's endorsing that the bill would do, he knows is not effective. Your testimony, you state, quote, threatening drug dealers with life imprisonment or the death penalty is also unlikely to deter the drug trade, end quote. Mr. Nadler was up here just a few minutes ago. I'm paraphrasing him. He says, we can't incarcerate ourselves out of this problem. And I'm agreeing with you. I realize that that individuals, these drug cartels, drug dealers, they're risking their lives being involved in this business. I understand that. But I support... We need to pause there. So what what he's saying is you don't need to threaten them with life in prison or the death penalty. They already took that risk on when they took this line of work. That would be like like coming up to me and being like, by the way, someday I might electrocute you. It'd be like, well... I kind of, <laughs> kind of, kind of assumed that when I went to work. Um, okay, so so he's saying he understands that, and then he starts to say, but it, uh, well, I could just back up just a second. Here we go. But I support President Trump, Former. and his recent comments related to making the sale and distribution of fentanyl a capital crime and the use of the death penalty. I believe this strategy will will uh, address this serious problem. And maybe not, it won't solve the problem, but but I believe that if you start strapping a few of these ruthless bastards to a gurney and start filling them with the same drug they were selling to kill Americans, it would bring me a great deal of satisfaction. So this is uh, Representative... What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Representative Troy Nels, N-E-H-L-S. And um, I second Nick Gillespie. Please come on the show, Nick. You agreed, and then you just fell off the face of the earth. Stop responding to my emails. Um, anyways, I agree with Nick Gillespie's assessment. Thank God for C-SPAN for just letting us know how incompetent these fucking people are. I mean... Holy shit. Dude, that right? was... That will bring me great satisfaction yeah. to see him in a gurney filled with fentanyl till he dies. And I know it won't That's... change anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Man, it's just sort of a side point. I was listening to a podcast today, uh, Underworld Podcast. Nice. About, um, yeah, about... Uh, Did you see Thrash was talking about in the group chat too? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, no. yeah. And then I was like, oh, oh they did a good cool. episode about Victor Boot, um, the Lord of War. Anyway, so what would they do? Yeah, the so they're talking about marijuana in Nepal. Okay. And I, I guess the part of it that kind of blew my mind that hadn't occurred to me, we talk about the war on drugs in this country a lot. Um, and the podcast really talks about how starting in like 1978 with Nixon um, declaring the war on drugs. Oh, that was you. Was that was you in the group chat. I apologize. <laughs> I'm oh, like, okay. he was talking about the uh, same right. episode. Okay, anyway. <laughs> but... Uh, how the the knock on effects that that had like worldwide, uh-huh. like in Nepal, where with uh, they had basically a revolution and people were murdered and it was just horrible. But part of that was because the U.S. was like, no, you got to make it illegal to sell sell marijuana. Before that, it was perfectly legal there; it was fine. Uh-huh. And they had, and they had been a civilized society for hundreds, maybe thousands of years, using cannabis as part of their everyday life. Yeah. Um, 
And I didn't even it didn't even occur to me that the war on I mean the war on drugs was disastrous in the U.S. and Mexico. We knew that, but it hadn't occurred to me like the knock on effects across the globe. Like that that blew my mind a little yeah. bit. No, you're right. Um, yeah, it's, it is amazing to see that. I mean, we think about how it affects our lives directly, but just to see how it's changed the right. whole world off of just you know a policy agenda, right? Like right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, this, so this is the one I got that confused with because it's the same like type of thinking. Um, so there, this, I think this is local. I feel like this is Tennessee. Let me see. Representative Powers brought a bill to the criminal justice full committee to bring back the electric chair and firing squads. And oh, then, yeah. And then, uh, and, and to give the condemned a choice between those. And <sighs> then representative Cheryl, uh, says what you're about to hear about how excited he is to join that bill. And he has a, a slight little tweak. Um, I'll have you know, the purpose, person who uh, brought this bill is a black gentleman. And I wonder how he feels about this guy's suggestion. Thank you, Chairman. And uh, thank you, Representative Powers, for bringing me. Powers I think a it's man. a very good idea. And I was just wondering about, uh, could I put an amendment on that? It would include hanging by a tree also. And, uh, hey, and you, also, uh, yeah, I, yeah, you can react before the clip's over. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he wants to add hanging by tree to the third option. Yeah, and, and can you imagine why in Tennessee that might feel like a loaded subject? Yeah, Here, that it would include hanging by a tree also. And uh, and also, uh, I would like to sign on to your bill, sir. Thank you. I would like to sign on to your bill, sir. <laughs> I mean, talk about like. This is um, this is somebody who thinks that the good old days are really good and wants to go back, you sure know, and like, like right? I mean, give him give him the benefit of the doubt. He was just too ignorant to realize that when he says hanging from uh, a tree. Yeah. Right. Like, it's really I don't hard give to... him the benefit of the doubt. No, I know. But that. I'm trying to. Right. Like, like last I know, week, I, I was like, what did Dilbert mean? <laughs> and the artist's name's not Dilbert. <laughs> but Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, <sighs> this one okay. is, uh, so I got one from Marjorie Three Toes. Uh, oh, did you mm. see that another picture of her with three toes came out? I did. That one's even worse. That's the first one, she's standing wild. on the beach, and I genuinely, I loved running with calling her Marjorie Three Toes, but I was like, of course it's sand between her toes, and there's sandals right. involved or something. No, this is or just shoes. Or photoshopping or yeah, something. Yeah, I, I mean, this is probably shop too, but I mean, this is so <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't believe anything I see on the internet. Anyways, uh, this is what I found on the internet. Uh, Marjorie Three Toes is talking about education, I believe, but she can't read or count good. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but this is a blast. Here, let me get this slide set up. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, man. <laughs> Drop by two points. Me. There are 1,524... 524 mm -hmm. and 481... This is over 1,000,000. 1.5 million... Reading levels dropped by two points. I, I let, let me just so so Marjorie Taylor <laughs> Green said six. I, I have to count it. So thousand million billion said six billion illegals crossed the border. Then she said thousand million billion five billion one hundred million for diver, uh, dollars have been given for diversity training. And then she couldn't read the number one million five hundred twenty four thousand four hundred eighty one out loud. Uh, let's go back and revisit that clip. Me, There are one million five hundred and twenty four thousand five hundred and twenty four and four hundred eighty one. This is over one million one point five million. Yeah, there you go. You know, just this, she just does. She's like, you know what? She does the Biden thing. She's like, just say the words you can say. <laughs> did you see? Did you see the clip where she's talking about uh, 
wanton death or i don't remember the the exact no, context but, but does she say wanton yes no and she's like no she, she says wanton. Um, how is she so predictably stupid i didn't know anything <laughs> she, about this come on she says wanton and then she's like i don't even know what that means i don't know why wanton like i don't understand but shut I, up alan why don't you send swear, me these clips what like where did you see I, that i fucking thought internet? i, I did thought i did <laughs> Really funny. I'll find it. That's all right. This show's too long, anyways. Like I said. Oh my god. She's uh quite a piece of work. Yeah, she really is. Uh, and um, oh, uh, so I have uh, former president at CPAC um, talking about how we were never a free country. Yes. Their reign the is over. Their reign will be over. And they know it. And America will be a free nation once again. We're not a free nation right now. We don't have free press. We don't have free anything. <laughs> how, how is he saying we don't have a free press? Like, I, I'm trying to... This guy. Like, his news network is on trial for lying about things that yeah. helped him. And he's saying that there isn't a free press. <laughs> like, the de- like, like, they're going to get away with it because the legal system favors the press. Like, like it... Am I mean, I, am I stupid to use that a, as an example? Should I come up with a better example? No, not at all. Not at all. But that, just, yeah, I mean, for him to say that, I, I don't even, I, I have a hard time even reacting to like, Yeah, I know, right? In words to that. Like, what the f- actual fuck? Right. Uh, well, <clears throat> yeah. Well, let's just keep it going with that guy. Um, he made some vague promises about how, so this is actually, this is from CPAC uh, last week. Uh, he made some vague promises about how he could end the Russia-Ukraine war in a day. So let's uh, let's listen to just cla- – this is vintage Trump. This is just him at his best. Before I even arrive at the Oval Office, I will have the disastrous war between Russia and Ukraine settled. It will be settled quickly. I will get the problem solved, and I will get it solved in rapid order. And it will take me no longer than one day. I know exactly what to say to each of them. I got along with very well. With- he says he knows what to say to each of them because he got along with them very well. Yeah. Okay. We know about your relationship with Putin. Um, last I checked, you uh, strong-armed the, the yeah. Zelensky to... to Investigate Biden and or Biden's son. Yeah. And now I was about to say to find 10,000 votes, but that wasn't it. <laughs> no, that was a different one. That's a different that a perfectly, one. Perfect phone call. <laughs> I got along very well with Putin, even though I'm the one that ended his pipeline. Remember, they said, Trump is giving a lot to Russia. Really? Putin actually said to me, if you're my friend, I'd hate like hell to see you as my enemy. What do you mean he ended his pipeline? Because I have no idea. Built. He didn't end his pipeline. No. He's on my Nord Stream, right? It's, I would assume. I don't know what. That... I would. Ass- yeah, no, he didn't. But I stand here today and I'm the only candidate. He's back to that old again. I'm the only one that can do this. Who can. Make this promise. He's the only candidate that can make this promise. Anybody could go up and make that promise. You can't do it. You can make that promise. I can make that promise. It's an impossible thing to do. I will prevent, and very easily, World War III. Very easily. So easy. This is the guy who said he'd come up with a plan to replace Obamacare, and then came up with absolutely zero. I forgot about that. Yeah. You'd think that if he yeah. could do that, he could have prevented it from happening with being in power for four years. That's the thing. Like in, in the, all the clips we played in the first half, it's like you had a chance to do this kind of thing. Like like if this is something that's a, a core belief of yours, then it was true four years ago. 
Like nothing about right. the housing problem, nothing about our infrastructure is new. The whole time he was president, we had a joke about infrastructure week. Like you don't get to <laughs> go did. out there and say, oh God. Okay. Um, all right. We that's did. it for making fun of the right. Let's move on to making fun of the left. Um, this has gotten zero coverage and I don't understand why because it's fucking creepy and it's Joe Biden being a goddamn creep and I don't know how to like interpret it. A nurse named Pearl Nelson in the military. But they, we had a nurse named Pearl Nelson in the military. Okay. And I had a nurse named Pearl Nelson, military. She'd come in and do things that I don't think you learn in medical school, nursing school. She'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand her. She'd whisper. She'd lean down. She'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was, that there was a connection, a human connection. The fuck's she talking about, what, dude? Like what? I don't know. She'd breathe, make sure. That- just, you know, doing things that they didn't teach you in nursing school, right? Yeah, like breathing on people to ensure there was yeah. a connection. Oh, that's where he learned that's it. He, bit... got, he leaned down close and he, they, she sniffed my hair. Um, Jill <laughs> so Biden weird. was on Nikki CNN. Haley, one of the Republican candidates, is calling for mental competency tests for those politicians over the age of 75. What do you think about that? Ridiculous. Would your husband ever take one of those? <laughs> I mean, we haven't even discussed. We would never even discuss something like that. Crickets. I don't know if you could hear the crickets, but I think it was just some feedback. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think that wouldn't be the right answer to say, like, we encourage that. And we would, I mean, because you just do what Trump did and be like, man, the cheeseburgers are keeping this guy alive. Like, you should keep it up, sir. Like, <laughs> right? Like, a person, woman, totally. man, camera, TV, like, it's all a sham. Like, you don't have to act like, like you're afraid of it, right? It's ridiculous. How is it ridiculous? How is it like... I mean, this is not the first time somebody's made this example before, but like I get nervous. Well, they're not around anymore, but I got nervous whenever my grandma and grandpa would drive. And like, I wouldn't want somebody that age to to lead the country. I mean, I don't I don't think that that's like a one to one comparison, but I think it's totally reasonable to desire to check if they're fit mentally to to lead in that regard. I think it's totally fine. Well, and your grandma and grandpa at some point had to take a test to see to prove that they could drive. Yeah, they still were capable yeah, of it. Right. Like that, that's the thing that we do. I think that's a thing we do, but yeah. we don't do it for yeah. yeah sure, sure. Because um, driving a car is way more, <laughs> way more problematic than yeah, running a country. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, I like this. So Toaster sent this in in the group chat because there was sort of a back and forth with him and Paul. I like that. I like that actually. That was that was pretty good. That was fun. I like that yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, this was. I don't know if it was directly related to that or he just posted this around the same time. But this is uh, if communists made the same type of arguments that. Uh, like anti-communist capitalists make. Um, so I'm playing this because I think it's funny, but I have it in my making fun of the left segment. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Abroad, did you just say you support capitalism? Don't you know that it's failed every time it's been tried? <laughs> the United States is the richest capitalist country there is, and they have more vacant homes than they have homeless people. Like, did you get all your political views from a PragerU video? Why don't you try studying <laughs> economics and figure out how the world Boss actually capital. works? Millions of people die every year due to starvation under global capitalism. <laughs> is that not enough evidence for you? And this is just one fraction of the 478 million bajillion people who capitalism has killed. You need to open a book, bud. It's called The Black Book of Capitalism. Read it. (laughs) Fuck, I guess there was more to that. I didn't know. That's fantastic. Uh, Yeah, it is. Um, I I feel like I have a lot of things. Why is it making fun of the left, though? Well, because, like, (laughs) do I have to explain (laughs) it to you? 
because yeah, like, please. yeah, sure. People die of starvation in capitalist countries. Uh, there's, you know, um, augmented markets in capitalist countries. I would say that a lot of that has more to do with government interference in markets and not having accurate price signals. So, you know, you don't have a real supply and demand situation to, for producers to properly invest and come up with the, uh, amount like that, that, that oftentimes is why you have things like inflation is because there's just get, they're getting the wrong signals and they're over here making long-term plans on, you know, building warehouses where what they should be doing is doing, you know, creating the supply chain things that people want. And then all of a sudden there's a higher demand than there is a supply for it. So the prices go up. Like if they got true feedback from the market signals that wasn't <laughs> augmented yeah. by like, um, government subsidies that change what the price is, um, you know, yeah, yeah, I, that, that's my argument to that. Uh, but that, and, 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 and then because the things about communism are fucking true. Like, look, man, you want, we both like that movie, that TV show, uh, The Last of Us, right? Um, mm -hmm. yeah. there's, there's a bunch of different types of communes basically that people are going to in that show. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and I would say at that level, you should be in something like a communist, um, system. I'm totally socialist. It works. System. It works at that right. level. Yes. Right. It doesn't scale. We've tried. Right. What happens by the end? Socialists, pro-socialists, say, "Well, they by the end it wasn't real communism." It's like, yeah, I know. They tried, <laughs> and when you scale it, human beings fuck with it because you know. I'm not going to just say the lazy answer: we're greedy, but we're greedy, right? Like, yeah, that's why that's you why. have a you know shit ton of whales killed by the Soviet Union for no fucking reason. Yeah, or you while people were still starving. Yeah, or you uh, <laughs> try to get rid of a sparrow population and you kill like 25 million people in China. That's yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Okay. Uh, dude, millions of people died because they're like, there's too many of these birds. And nobody talks about it. Okay. That's all right. true. Um, all right. Uh, last one from that seg segment is, um, let's just talk about this because I don't have any other way to get to it. And it happened uh, in the last like 48 hours. Um, Walgreens is facing pressure of lawsuits for selling birth... Um, um, Abortion pills. Abortion pills, yes. And yeah. in California, they uh, came out and said, Kevin Newsom said that they're no longer going to do business with Walgreens. So they were talking about that yeah. on the Bob Seska show. Yeah, it's Mifepristone, isn't it? Isn't that the yes. one that, okay, yeah, they're not going to dispense that. Yeah. So um, what has uh, occurred in the wake of that is a boycott of Walgreens, first of all, mm -hmm. and... Gavin Newsom announced yesterday. Well, was it yesterday? It was yesterday, I think. Yeah, yeah it was yesterday. That California will no longer do business with Walgreens. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that means that Walgreens is going to get booted out of the state of California. I think that but it's means... it's going to hurt them. Yeah, I think the state government of California is no longer going to do business with Walgreens. So far, there's nothing here that's making fun of the left. I think that's right, the right. idea. But that, that will, uh, I'm told, force uh, some locations in California to close. That They will have to draw back there. It does, although it doesn't kill Walgreens, it's going to cut into their profits. So what, is, what do they mean there? So what does it mean that they're not, does it mean the state of California will not have contracts for prescriptions and shit like that from Walgreens? What, how does California do business with Walgreens? Through Medi-Cal, ah. so through their their oh, yeah. state subsidized insurance. Yeah, Buzz so, even said that he can't separate from Walgreens because his all of his insurance goes through there. Right. Okay. Okay, right. that makes sense. So your insurance provider, whether it's through the state or private, will have contracts with various pharmacies. Uh, so like my insurance, I have like Blue Cross Blue Shield or whatever. I have to go to a certain pharmacy. I went to the wrong one once, and they sent me a text. They're like, "No, you can't go there." Um, oh. So yeah, the state can do the same thing essentially. Okay. 
Uh, so that's a large percentage of people that are getting prescriptions through that service. Right. Okay, I understand that. Okay, let me play the rest of this. That's California we're talking about, even if we're just talking about a state government and official business. You know what this is? This is Walgreens participating in the Trump boat parade. You, <laughs> that's essentially you what we're talking about here. If you're a company, you Wait, can't what? be woke, yeah, but you can be anti-woke. That's exactly right. And Walgreens is planting its flag right there. Okay, all right. Like, this is what I'm fucking talking about. Like, it's so fucking stupid and ignorant to be like, oh, so Walgreens is pro-Trump, obviously. Like, that's basically where he ran with that. It's like, no, they're going to get sued out of business, potentially because of these bullshit laws that have been put through. And because of that, they're not selling that in the states where they see themselves facing suits, right? Yeah, that that was not a great argument. I will say oh, this. I will not. say this. The So... The argument I think a lot of people make is always that, well, you have the the ability to move, right? You can go somewhere else if you don't like the laws where you're at, or if you don't like the, you know, the, the current... I think I know where you're going with this, yeah. Yeah. So if you don't like the governor uh, of Florida, fucking move. Like, just move. If you don't like the laws that are enacting, the policies they're enacting, leave. Go somewhere where that fits more your values and, and what yeah. the place you want to live. Yeah. So the problem is that a lot of this legislation is starting to reach out and touch other states where California doesn't want to doesn't want to do this. Um, and they're not. They're fighting back against a company who is trying to because the company's trying to insulate themselves from being sued. Um, that this is this is a problem. This is where if if a governor in Florida can change what happens in my state where I choose to live because I like to live here, I like this, this fits my culture, then that's a problem. And yeah. we, so I don't think the, the United States doesn't work if that's the way it is. And like, as far as we've known it to be. And what logic was used so that that those states could have the right to change those laws? Because I, I believe so. So no, no, I, what logic was used by the Supreme Court so that those states could pass those new laws? Oh, where they overturned Roe v. Wade, right? Yeah. You're talking about that? Yeah. Okay. States' rights. So essentially, the, the states' rights. So yeah. the, the states could choose. So the logic so of states getting to choose gives the states right. the ability to do that. And once they get the ability to do that, they push it so far that it affects other states. Right. Right. Which is antithetical. All to I want is fucking... people to be logically consistent. That's all. Like, I, like right. I can right. work with that. Right? But, yeah. Right. It's like when you have a bad yeah. boss, you're like, no, the difference between a bad boss and an angry boss is I'll deal with an angry boss if they're always angry mm -hmm. and I know what I'm getting. But when you're inconsistent like that, it's like, I don't know what to fucking do with this. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of shoehorn that in. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's move into our culture wars. And I've got a sound for that. Thank you, Thrash. <laughs> it's another battle in the culture wars. Oh, not the culture wars. They're worried about a culture war. Culture wars. Stop with the culture wars. <laughs> I love that high pitch laugh he does. <laughs> that clip makes me laugh so hard, man. Dude, I, I, I fucking love that I clip. I can't believe he fucking laughs like that. Like, it just blows my mind. All right. Uh, all right. So moving into our culture wars, this first clip I'm going to play is from SNL from last week. And it's literally the definition of keeping it light. Listen to how little substance there is. Tennessee, go Tennessee Governor Bill Lee has signed a new law banning public drag performances with a six-year prison sentence for repeat offenders. As first predicted in the now documentary, Medea Goes to Jail. <laughs> a Tennessee state senator said the bill will prevent kids from being, quote, blindsided by a sexualized performance in public. What are you talking about? <laughs> Drag shows don't just pop up like flash mobs and sprinkle gay dust on your kids. 
I never accidentally happened upon a drag show, and I grew up in New York City. Now, I have been blindsided by a sexualized performance a few times, but that's just what you get when you take the bus. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, it's fine, but there was no substance to that, right? Like, this is good, good, like, and that's what yeah, you expect. It's Saturday Night Live ex coverage, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, I'm going to play this because last week I asked, don't women often play the role of Peter Pan, and wouldn't that count? And then I was listening mm -hmm. to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine, and I heard uh, I heard somebody say this. By the way, now, under this Tennessee law, would yes. are they going to be able to do, like, Peter Pan? Like, do they have to get, like, a actual boy to play Peter Pan instead of, like, a 30-year-old woman? Well, that's a drag king, I guess. And that's um, star of TV and film Matt McCarthy. And uh, I'm wow. very proud of myself. that uh, yeah, I'm playing that yeah. to pat myself on the back. Aren't I smart, Alan? If you don't believe You're me, that really... guy's smart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. Let's move into... That episode... Yeah. That episode had a lot of references to None Taken at the end. Dude, I was... so many. I was like... <laughs> oh, yeah. I was listening and I was like, this is cool, but also, like... A little feels a little bit weird, but really cool. Yeah, it was very cool. It was very cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, listeners, listen to. I mean, I highly recommend Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. They come out on Mondays now, so uh, which is kind yeah. of a lesson because apparently Friday is the worst day of the week to release podcasts on, which is making me reconsider when our news show comes out. Um, yeah, we're gonna so, figure that out. Yeah, um, feedback is appreciated. DMs open as always. Uh, okay, so let's do some more stuff from CPAC. We're in the culture wars, as uh, as told to us by uh, Tucker earlier. So this is a guy <laughs> named Michael Knowles. He did a speech at CPAC. Um, I wouldn't know who Michael Knowles is if I didn't see him in all these places. So now I do know he's a Daily Wire contributor, and he has a podcast mm. on the Daily Wire Network, um, which that's Shapiro, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to play... The first clip, we'll have a comment, and then we'll play his clip defending himself because a lot of people, according to him, misinterpreted this. So why don't you, mm. just, you know, don't try not to get, try not there to run no away with There can be no middle way in dealing with transgenderism. No middle way. It is all or nothing. Okay. If transgenderism is true, if men really can become women, then it's true for everybody of all ages. If transgenderism is false, as it is, if men really can't become women, as they cannot, Believe me, I'm a talk show host. It's false for everybody, too. And if it's false, then we should not indulge it, especially since that indulgence requires taking away the rights and customs of so many people. If it is false... What does that mean? Hold on. So indulging it takes away the rights and customs of straight, straight people, I'm assuming is what he's talking about? The rights and customs are taken away by allowing somebody to do something else by themselves. Yeah, I don't see how that's okay. a thing. Okay. I, I don't see that. And for the good <laughs> of society, and especially for the good of the poor people who have fallen prey to this confusion, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. The whole preposterous ideology. All right, so um, he brought this up. Well, you know, do you have any thoughts on that before I play his response to that? Why don't you fall for his trap, Alan? <laughs> I'm very curious to see what his response is. I don't see how there's any nuance in any of those statements he just made uh, at all. It's, he seems very black and white. Very Isn't clear. it funny to think, like, good luck fighting against a non-dominant sexual preference by telling that person that they're naughty and bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I, I'm sure that's not going to manifest in some new, like, kinks that you can't imagine yet that's deeply going to disturb you in a way that you just haven't even entertained before. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. Um, so here's his rebuttal to that. Uh, so let's listen to more from this brilliant mind. 
Why does he get 900,000 followers? Mm. I guess it's easy. Genocide. I was at the conservative political action conference and I was giving a speech. Well, then the press decided to call me a genocidal maniac. Where did they get this from? This is from Rolling Stone. CPAC speaker calls for transgender people to be eradicated. Did I say that? I don't remember saying that. Did I? Hold on. Let me look through my speech. Oh, of course I never said that. That's a complete lie. Same thing, Huffington Post. Did CPAC a call for trans people to be eradicated gets big cheers. Now, this one was partially true in that my speech did get very big cheers. <laughs> but the idea that I or anybody else called for trans people to be eradicated, obviously a total lie. How did they get this so wrong? I said that for the good of society and especially the good of the poor people who've fallen prey to this confusion, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. The See, he said transgenderism, not transgendered people. I mean, this is it's totally not the same thing at all, right? He said, yeah, and, and, and Alan, let me know if you think this sounds more practical. In one version, he's saying none of these people should exist. And in the other version, he, he proposes getting rid of an idea. <laughs> That does seem like that's what's happening. Like, there. I'm not going to belittle, like, getting rid of a population of human beings as as a trivial subject, but I actually think that would be easier than getting rid of an idea. I mean, so, I mean, you could insert any other sexual preference, sexual identification into that s statement, and you would get the same thing. So you could say, uh, you could say that lesbianism must be eradicated from public life entirely. What does that mean? I mean, so uh, you could any you could insert anything you want there, right? Yeah. Um, what 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 are you saying? Those are people behind that, right? Right. So he's right. saying, well, I'm not calling for genocide. I'm not calling for, but you are. <laughs> if you're saying that 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 identity doesn't exist, then what what do you mean? Like yeah. that's that's the same thing, right? Yeah. Uh, like if you say that um, not paying your taxes should be eradicated then like not paying your taxes, right? So then paying your taxes has to happen. That's then, then right. how does that get enforced? By ultimately putting you in prison when you don't do it, which is their argument. Like, I, right. I know that's kind of a stretch and I had to do a little gymnastics, but I'm sorry, <laughs> it's hard to meet them on their level. Like, it's hard to think yeah. like this. Like, okay, all right. Uh, again, over a problem that doesn't exist, right? Like, like just- Not at all. Okay, all right. Just, yeah. Um. I, I get a couple of questions. Is he saying that everyone who's trans is delusional then and that they need to be re-educated uh, or just ignored? He seems to be saying that. And yeah, that, he's in saying, fact, he, he actually says people that lower income people, I think. Is he what did he say said. the poor. Well, he meant the poor people is in like the, the unfortunate, poor, unfortunate souls, those people. Ah, yes, um, of course. Yes. Is, is he saying that he, in fact, knows the truth, though? Because that sounds weird. Like he, in fact, knows <laughs> the does. truth of what these individual situations are and that they need to be reeducated. And now I'm putting words in his mouth, but like I'm trying to not accuse him of genocide. Like just <laughs> let's talk about this more logically. I'm, I'm open to it. Um, once right. these people, this is something along the lines of what you said earlier and you got me thinking now. Once these people aren't self-identifying as trans, isn't he worried that there's going to be secret trans people around him? Like, Oh, I'm sure he's very worried. He outlaw should be. the... The, then it becomes the, a yeah. Then it's There's just going to be people living with their dysphoria, right? Around you, they're still there, right? <laughs> like, yeah. What did what did it, what did these people ever do to him? You asked the question how he has however many followers he has. That's the answer. Because this is easy. That's what I meant when this is easy. What do I mean by that? Sorry. This is I this is peak culture war. This is peak culture war, right? This right. is this is 
uh, globbing onto an issue that has no direct impact on your life whatsoever, but it resonates in, in the public at large or some part of the public at large that you want to resonate with and you run with it. And that's, that's what he's doing. Yeah. Demagogue. He's just, he's a demagogue, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, okay. exactly. All right. Because like I was saying, their excuses don't check out because it's like, I, I feel like now is a perfectly fine time to clarify something that perhaps people have been led into this conversation. I keep this in mind all the time, right? Like, I've been to drag shows because I've chosen to go to them. I go mm -hmm. to burlesque shows that include drag too sometimes. And maybe that's the closest to surprise. Like, oh, I didn't know there was a drag artist on this show. Cool. Mm -hmm. I get the impression that the people that are the most animated by these news stories avoided going to drag shows because it didn't appeal to them. I understand that. I totally understand that. I understand I understand one, maybe you don't like going to public spaces. There's a lot of people like that out here. They're like, I don't like going to the city, like that type of shit. But like, and then, mm, sure. I, and then I could imagine it's totally fine if it bugs you. Like, I don't, I don't want you to say, no, that's normal. And I love it. That's, I don't want you to, I want you to be tolerant of it. You can even say it's weird, right? I just want you to be okay with it happening in the world that you live in. So, so they don't want that. They've avoided ever going to a show like that. And I feel sure, like, which is fine, which is totally fine. And then a story yeah. gets brought to them of like a kid at a drag show. And they're like, well, that right there, that's what's wrong. I've, I've been to a lot of them. I've never fucking seen a kid once. I, I do understand <laughs> that there is a format of these shows that people, families bring their kids to. I don't know. I don't have kids for one. Two, I, I just, I don't know that I would do that, but I don't care if the parents consented to that. They're not doing anything lewd. And if they are, there's already laws. And, and, and one more thing, other than there's already laws, if they are, I don't think that that, that like minuscule, tiny fraction of what is a form of theater should be what you use to create new laws. And I have a parallel that I think is pretty airtight. I'd love, Alan, you would have to go against your values to try to argue against this, but you are an intelligent person. You've been able to do that before. Steel man this argument or whatever it is, fight, fight me on this. I feel okay, like that. I feel like taking the examples. What I'm trying to say is that there's people that aren't interested in seeing drag that had a drag video shown to them to rile them up because it showed that a kid was exposed to it. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like that happens as often in this theatrical subgenre as people that own guns compared to people that commit mass shootings, and the same logic should be used there. I don't think that they should go start changing these laws over something that statistically really doesn't happen that often compared to the 400 million plus guns in this country. I, I, I feel like that should resonate and it never does. I've tried it several times. Just say, look, you don't want to see these laws changed anytime there's a shooting that shooting like trigger damn, not on purpose that mm -hmm. like that triggering news story about shootings works on this population to try to get gun laws changed you're falling prey to it and and it's statistically happening probably at the same rate that children are being exposed to drag and and i i really don't think there's going to be anything as damaging as a shooting when children are exposed to it but it, can you tell me am i off base with that analogy i'm having a really hard time coming up with Excellent. an argument against what you just said <laughs> i really am i i okay so I'm trying to put myself in the mind yeah. I don't think I can. Awesome. I don't think I can. Okay. I, I really can't. So, so like I was saying, like, what do these people ever do to them? Cause their excuses don't check out. I think now is a good time to talk to those people that are being influenced by something that was brought to them with the intention of influencing them. Mm -hmm. 
because they, they always conflate it back to kids, right? They always bring it back to kids as the examples so that are righteous cause. Right, right. The only way that someone under 18 can go through gender reassignment surgery anywhere, even in states where people are like, oh, well, the doctor will give kids birth control and shit like that. Those states, I believe there are mechanisms where kids can get birth control under 18. That is not true with um, with gender transition. So you need to have parental consent. You need to have a physician diagnosis of dysphoria. And you have to be able to pay for it. Last time I checked, 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds aren't going to walk in there with, you know, top and bottom surgery cash and, you know, <laughs> a signed paper from their parents and a forged document from a physician. Like, I, that's just not fucking happening. Like, it's... And, and, and they're writing laws about something that's not happening. They're solving a problem that doesn't exist and creating tension. We, we don't need this tension. Like, we don't need to be at each other's throats about this subject. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I And the, I think the reason that we have this in the culture war segment of our show is because this is another example of politicians using in a culture war style argument to rile up their base. Because they can't and do anything they, effectively to actually, like, they can't do anything to make your life better. Well, they're not trying. Well, they won't, rather. Uh, they but, won't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they won't. So... You know, they're not going to fix the roads, the infrastructure, whatever, uh, but they're more than happy to fix this problem that doesn't exist and rile up their base about it and get people at each other's throats for it. And it's just it's just sad. It, and, it sucks. And, and there I, is a I, direct I, line from people like Matt Walsh and this Knowles guy talking about it six months, nine months, a year ago to the Republican legislatures changing the laws. Like it's 100 percent. Yeah. All yes. Right. All right. Uh, can I give you a little bit of a palate cleanser, but still stay on that subject? Please. Okay, so yeah. here is a Would You Rather by someone maybe you weren't expecting a Would You Rather from, Andrew Tate. Uh, so Andrew Tate <laughs> asked a pretty provocative question. Mansion. You'll see when it's done. We'll do an episode. So he's talking about his mansion for like the first 30 seconds, but then he asks this question, and he talks about how smart he That's is. That's all going to be lit up and shit, Bugatti logos. You broke boys don't know. Listen, I recently posted a question on Twitter asking... His fucking... Um, bot Baltimore accent is so bad in this. For, he just said Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Would you Twitter. rather have sex with a transsexual, which is a legitimate 10, or a woman, which is a legitimate one? And everyone's sitting there clicking woman, 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 because they think they're going to be gay if they do anything else. But they're not actually thinking about the question. I am so smart. I operate on so many levels great. higher than oh, the average man. This guy. You people are not thinking about the question. <laughs> when I say a one and a 10, I mean... Megan Fox with a dick. Fox. That's the tranny. Or Hulk Hogan with a pussy. That's the girl. <laughs> this is the question I'm asking. You've got to see his Megan intensity. Fox or Hulk Hogan. So you're thinking, well, I don't want to be gay, so uh, I just uh, clicked the girl, the number one, did it? You're going to fuck Hulk Hogan? Okay, yeah, there's a pussy, but he's got mustache and muscles and shit. He's all hairy, big dude, six foot five. It's pretty gay to me. I'm pretty gay. I don't care if it's a pussy. That is gay. It was Megan Fox, okay, he's a dick, but maybe you can, like, scoot it. Scoot it. Out the way. I'm still Megan Fox. You know what I'm saying? At least she's small and shit. You get your hand around her neck. Mess her up. You ain't messing up Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's going to mess you up. So this is the question I'm asking. You need to operate on a higher plane. Operate. Think about this. This is important. It's this important. Is this affects the game. Think about this. This is important. This is cultural. This affects the world we now live in. What is straight? What is gay? 
It's all a big sliding spectrum, isn't it? Because if you're going to sit here and go, oh, no, no, it's gay to bang Megan Fox with a dick. I counter that argument. It's gay to bang Hulk Hogan with a pussy. <laughs> Which one is it? Do you think he's found any Hulk Hogans with a pussy in uh, Romanian prison? Uh, you know what? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I almost waited to put that on next week's show because it was so funny. But I was like, why would I? Why? Find new shit. That is so week. funny. That's, yeah, thank you. Right. By the way, he's also all about like violent sex, it seems yeah. like. and the stuff that we've seen come out from him like you could rough her up a bit uh, like who talks about megan fox like i what the fuck is this guy on man i don't know man it's, it make, certainly makes you uncomfortable to listen to it right it does it really does yeah uh all right well uh, we're sticking with making fun of uh, excuse me we're sticking with the culture wars here and um still it's more it's more hearings this is josh hawley uh grilling merrick garland last week about uh some anti-catholic agenda what the fuck <laughs> The FBI field office in Richmond on the 23rd of January of this year issued a memorandum in which they... Josh Hawley's voice and face don't match to me. It really they really don't. Me. It really bugs me. He sounds like a radio Advoc- announcer, kind right? of. Right, right. for, and I quote, the exploration of new avenues for tripwire and source development against traditionalist Catholics, it's their, their language, including those who favor the Latin mass... Attorney General, are you cultivating sources and spies in Latin mass parishes and other Catholic parishes around the country? The Justice Department does not do that. It does not um, um, do investigations based on religion. I saw the document you have. What did you do about it? It's appalling. It's appalling. I'm in complete agreement with you. I understand that the FBI has withdrawn it and is now looking into how this could ever have happened. How did it happen? That's what they're looking into. But I'm totally in agreement with you. That document is appalling. I'll tell you how it happened. The, this memorandum, which is supposed to be intelligent, cites extensively the Southern Poverty Law Center, which goes on to identify all of these different Catholics as being part of hate groups. Is, is this how the FBI, under your direction and leadership, is, is this how they do their intelligence work? They- Didn't he literally just say he heard about that and they've revoked that? Like, the, it's so crazy. This is like hauling the president up and being like, hey, why'd this guy in Kentucky kill someone? Isn't this your country? Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he, he just responded and said yeah i was appalled when i saw that and i completely agree with you and he st- wouldn't let it go like he's still- I, I, I just love that holly's trying to open up a different front on the culture war and be like catholics and christians and and jews and and secularists like it's just good grief man these fucking papists are out of hand oh damn it i fell for it <laughs> Uh, speaking of papists, Ron DeSantis was the subject oh, of yeah. the New York Times this morning. It's like, fuck, man, didn't we do our interview with Connor like a year ago? Um, they finally yeah. got around to doing a biography on Ron DeSantis. I thought that was kind of strange. I mean, I guess now is a good moment, but, um, you know, it's, I don't know. We also started talking about this drag stuff like a month ago. I just have this clip towards the end of the show where they were saying that um, DeSantis's drawback is that he doesn't have Trump's personality using as a potential national platform to run for president. But the question is, is that enough? The fact that he doesn't have Trump's personality is what some people think could be DeSantis's weakness. Honestly, isn't that his strength? Like, he can come across as a Jeb Bush Republican for people that aren't super plugged in politically and still promising to be true to you Trump voters' favorite things, right? 
Um, yeah, I think that's true. I think that what they're trying to say isn't. I, I think personality is the wrong word. Where there, I think maybe charisma might be the oh, more yeah. well, appropriate actually, I word. Think they do say that here. Explain that. He doesn't have Trump's charisma. Oh. He has not oh, been shit. tested at the national stage, and he doesn't really relish firing up crowds. And that's how Donald Trump won the Republican primary in 2016. This is a good thing. They're like, yeah, the problem is that he's not a total asshole. And he doesn't go around demonizing everybody that doesn't agree with him. <laughs> yeah, this is a good thing. He doesn't love rallies and just people shouting his name while he says, lock her up. You know, it's, it's a problem. Also, have these people seen the leader of the Democratic Party? He's not exactly charismatic and it worked for him. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Um, still kind of reaching back a little bit to former topics and talking about CPAC. Um, guess who won the straw poll at CPAC? Trump. Trump did 62%. Guess who came in second? Uh, Rhonda, I would okay. imagine. Yes, Rhonda Santis came in second uh, with 20%. Guess third place. I mean... I don't, Nikki Haley's way the hell down there. So she I don't is. Think, I have no, she wasn't even third place. Third place was a guy named Perry Johnson. And if, if I'm not I don't mistaken, even know who that is. yeah, right. He's an elected, uh, an election official in Michigan. I think um, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't even leverage that to win like a local race in the midterms in Michigan. But now he's third at the CPAC straw polls. Don't put any weight in the CPAC straw polls. Ron Paul consistently won at those every year. So. Well, I mean, especially now, CPAC is a shell of its former self. I think it was peak during probably Trump, you know, 2016, 2018 so? era. Yeah, I think CPAC is is uh, jumped the shark. It seems so pretty speak. effective just because it jumped the shark. I mean, um, that. Mm, why do you think that? They're 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 doing too many of them, and <laughs> and they seem to be less attended, and they seem to be more and more extreme. Um, and I think less people are paying attention. I think that works. I think that's getting, I mean, I don't have any metrics to back it up, but I mean, everything else about what we talk about is that that formula works. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they're, they have less of an impact on, on the country and the Republican party at all yeah. as they did I maybe so. four or five years ago. Um, I'm pretty sure we have a no Rachel Maddow clips policy on this show. I don't know if you've noticed that, but, um, I really couldn't find anything else, uh, in, in the last hours of the day before we started recording, um, that would play this better than her. So I think this is like a minute. This might be two minutes. I don't know if we'll stop halfway through, but, um, Georgian elect Georgia election official, Georgia is changing their laws to be able to fire. And I don't know, maybe this would be easier to see if it were happening in another country. And, you know, maybe the leader of their party is still going to face criminal charges in other jurisdictions where he is under criminal investigation. There's um, there's a law going through in Georgia that they're going to pass, it seems, that they can remove. Isn't that uh, right for this? Judicial figures? So we'll go with judicial figures. Prosecutors, there's simply a way to ensure that the prosecutors enforce the laws of the state, whether they agree, agree with them or not. So prosecutors, district attorneys, et cetera, okay. um, would be able to be removed if they chose not to comply right. with, uh, yeah. 
Okay. So Fannie Willis is the, is the target here. Fonny. Who's the DA the in Atlanta. Fannie. Fonny. Fannie Willis. Fannie. Yes. Okay. Like federally where he's under criminal investigation or in New York State where he's under criminal investigation. Like maybe he will. Maybe he won't. None of us know. But in the one place where he is under criminal investigation and his party is in full control of the state government, Georgia. they have just decided for the first time in that state's history that it is now, for the first time, within their own power to remove prosecutors in the middle of their duties on their own say-so. And yes, this is a story about Georgia, and yes, this is a story about Trump and the potential charges he's facing, but this is a whole new step for us as a country. This is a new thing for us as a democracy. This is not ranting against the investigators, we've seen that before, and calling people names, and even picking off individuals in the law enforcement system to try to turn them into enemies. As bad as that all is, we have seen all of that before. This is not just trying to verbally and politically delegitimize the investigating entities. Those are all very bad things to do, but this is more. Sticks and stones, right? But this is dismantling. There's another 40 seconds. Do we have to play her or can we just talk? Let's just talk. Okay. <clears throat> so they're gonna they're going to change their legal system in their state in a way that should someone else ever be in power would be very bad for their preferences. Just mm-hmm. so they can fire the person who has found evidence and will likely have charges brought against the former president and Rudy Giuliani That's- and a million and like uh, I think there was eighteen or nineteen people that um, that were because uh, they they weren't I think by accident it leaked the Giuliani and Eastman I think were the people that were being looked into by that grand jury. And then when mm-hmm. they said they had like 10 or 11 recommended indictments, you can kind of do that math and say, well, it would make sense that Giuliani would be in that list of indictments and probably Trump. It all depends. They want to dismantle the way their legal system works in their state and destroy it. Really any legitimacy mm-hmm. of it just so they can prevent the former president from facing up honestly to what it sounds like things that he did and you should see consequences for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she has maybe like so two for, weeks it, to get that shit through. Cause she's not ready to get those indictments through. Otherwise they would have. Right. Cause they announced that like right. two weeks ago. Okay. I'll let you talk. It's super, it's super short sighted. Uh, obviously as to your point, like anybody else in, in their position, you know, in the future, who's maybe doesn't agree with them would have the same power. But I mean, to me, this is a separation of powers issue, right? Like yeah. this is the political side overruling the judiciary side or judicial side. Um, and that's it's problematic on so many levels. Uh, this is, and again, so short-sighted. Like, did they not foresee what what can happen? I don't know. I don't a couple be, elections down the road. I don't mean to be hyperbolic, power? but isn't this literally how th- this is like, we're not going to see fascism show up overnight. Like you have to go through several steps. These are like, sure. this is like making a nice smooth foundation for it. Right. Along amongst other things like how you're allowed yeah. to dress in public and how you're allowed to identify yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's problematic. It is. I hate that word. Uh, and finally, uh, in the culture war segment, I want to address what I've been seeing from my more right wing friends, uh, today specifically online. So last night, Tucker used the videos that were supplied to him um, by uh, dumb Kevin, the dumb Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. Dumb (laughs) Kevin gave Tucker exclusive access to like 44,000 hours of video footage. 
Um, I from Jan 6. From January 6th, thank you. I believe at the time they said yeah. that, but he wasn't allowed to like take any of it. But then apparently he did. And he cherry-picked a bunch of clips from it to make it look like it was a very calm day and that there was nothing. And I've seen from the predictable people that you would see this from, um, uh, a bunch of posts today. And I know me and you kind of exist in separate online ecosystems. I've The first time yes, I saw it, so. first time I saw it, it was along the lines of like, January 6th was not an insurrection, and now there's proof. You've been lied to this whole time. We've been telling you the truth. And I was like, oh, that's a weird thing to say. And then like Dave Smith, the comic turned politician, uh, he, mm -hmm. he posted something along the same lines and it was just like, I, I just seems so weird being like, oh, I got the news. I got the true story finally from Tucker Carlson, like for, just <laughs> Tucker. Yeah. Given his track record. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to play this clip. So Moscow Mitch, uh, made his statement today in response to that, which again, he kind of surprises you when he does this. Uh presentation on Fox News last night, I want to associate myself entirely with the opinion of the chief of the Capitol Police about what happened on January 6th. And he held up the statement. That's, that's it. So all he said is, you know, based, uh, uh, you know, Tucker said some things last night I disagree with and that I would associate myself with the, uh, the the chief of Capitol Police. So I have here what the uh, bullet points from the chief of the Capitol Police statements were. Um, Man Manger, I think, how do you say his name? It's not Manger, right? Oh, oh, I think it's Manger. Manger, yeah. yeah. We are little Lord Jesus laid his sweet head. <laughs> um, so from, so some bullet points from the statement that he released was that Carlson pushed outrageous and false allegations that officers died uh, excuse me, that officers acted as tour guides. Uh, Manger refused, uh, Jesus, Manger refuted that characterization saying that officers who were severely outnumbered were using de-escalation tactic to try to talk to rioters, which that checks out, right? Like, That's true. Yes. Trying to like, you know, actually be a good cop. Um, do you mm. want to read the next one since I can't talk? The program cherry-picked from the calmer moments outside the violent attack to push a false narrative dismissing the violence of the siege. So they didn't also share the scene accurate. where uh, the guy was beating a cop to death with a flagpole? They didn't include that part? Uh, I believe they left that out, oh, yes. Well, to be fair, he died the next day, but, you know. Okay. Uh, let me take another stab at reading. Uh, the Fox News host claimed fallen officer Brian Sicknick's death had nothing to do with his heroic actions on January 6th. The department maintains, Manger wrote, that had Officer Sicknick not fought valiantly for hours on the day that he was violently assaulted, that Officer Sicknick would not have died the next day, which seems pretty reasonable. But, Alan, we don't know his vaccine status, right? Perhaps it was myocarditis. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> Seems unlikely. All right. Um, that's it for the culture wars. Can we talk a little bit about China? And then I have one clip about Ukraine, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, let's do it. Um, China time. China, we should have a sound. Oh, wait. We do have a sound for China. It's China is asshole. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. <laughs> Appreciate you setting me up on that one. Uh, all right. So this is, uh, this, is one, this is that guy that does all the clips about insider trading and stuff. This time he's talking about Taiwan. It's a big red flag. As of today, March 2nd, lawmakers have been dumping shares of Taiwan Semiconductor. Tom Carper, Tommy Tuberville, Diana Harshberger, and Ro Khanna are just a few of the recent sellers. The reason that this is such a big deal is while they could be selling TSMC for an 
number of reasons. One thing all these lawmakers have in common is that they sit on committees for Homeland Security or Armed Services, giving them unique insight into defense that the public doesn't know about. Several U.S. defense officials have said that if China ever did invade Taiwan, they would evacuate the TSMC engineers and destroy the production facilities rather than let China get their hands on the technology, an idea that Taiwan is obviously not too fond of. Whether these trades signal that an invasion of Taiwan is imminent or not, time will tell. Another eye-opening trade was made by Senator Thomas Carper, who opened up a new position in the defense contractor Raytheon. This news comes as the Pentagon just announced that they're planning to boost its production of artillery ammunition by 500% over the next two years. Now, if you didn't know, this is because Ukraine is estimated to currently be using about 90,000 rounds of 155mm shells a month. Despite the Army only capable of producing just 15,000 rounds at the time of writing, to make up for the shortfall, just last week, Raytheon got a $1.1 billion contract to manufacture these shells. So yeah, we kind of talked about that last part more on the show already, but... Uh... Well, I, you know, I don't know what to make of that. Like, is that just being wise and recognizing that we're onshoring things like those semiconductors and now might be a peak in that market to sell at? I mean, it does. Yeah, I could certainly strange. see that. I could certainly see that being the case. I've never heard the what he said about uh, potentially evacuating all the, the uh, engineers from the semiconductor manufacturing plant and destroying it so China couldn't get their hands on it. That's pretty... That's pretty extreme if those if that plan is actually in place. I think the the if you want to zoom out and, and be angry about the bigger issue here is that members of Congress who sit on these committees who have access to this privileged information are able to trade these yeah, stocks. Right. Oh, yeah, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, uh, and the reason that's still allowed because they tried to pass a law to stop that, and Pelosi stopped it. So that's th so th weird. Th Why would she do that? <laughs> It's fucking bullshit that they're allowed to profit off of that information. That should not. That's that's the problem here. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem I see. No, Obviously, I there's other issues, but I agree. I agree. That's where my head goes. Well, sticking with China is asshole. Let's play this from the Scott Horton show. Um, do you remember? Uh, I, it seems to have fallen out of the news, but China had a peace proposal for the war in Ukraine. So let's play this oh, and talk yeah. about that a little bit. So uh, tell us about the Chinese peace proposal. The reason I want this as simple as it is is because nobody really talked about what proposal was. They were just like, well, Blinken and Biden said that it's ridiculous on its face and that they're not going to allow it. Yeah, so the, the China put out this 12-point plan, which was kind of just a general uh, outline for a way to bring an end to the war. You know, they didn't say anything specific like hold referendums here or th they get this territory. The main gist of it was stop fighting and enter peace talks. And that's what China's been, you know, calling for this whole time. And what I thought was interesting, Russia kind of dismissed it, but, you know, they're they're always talking to China. They said they're happy to talk about it. Zelensky uh, expressed kind of an openness to it. I think he's trying to keep some sort of relations with China. He, he said he wants the president, Xi Jinping, to visit Ukraine. But then he had Biden just say, just completely dismiss it, say that China shouldn't even be involved in negotiations, you know, showing how, the U.S. has been discouraging real peace talks this whole time. I think it's a good place to stop it. I um, I really don't care who gets peace here, and I don't care who gets the credit. I feel like Biden has a golden opportunity to get reelected by saying he ended the war in Ukraine. Mm. That certainly would be a golden opportunity. You could certainly run on that platform. I think that um, the Chinese proposal sort of got rejected because there wasn't a lot to it and and essentially most people that were looking at it you know foreign policy experts looking at it were like well what that means in principle is if 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 they were to go to the table stop fighting russia's going to de demand a pound of flesh and they already have it for, they have all of donbass for, except for bakhmut yeah. or whatever's left of it 
Yeah. But so for many, many in the West, that would be unacceptable. Um, And from I think from Zelensky's perspective, also might be unacceptable, although maybe he's coming around. Um, But I think that's kind of why it was just overall dismissed. And because anybody could say that, like, stop fighting and go to the table. Yeah. okay, but then what does that mean? Like, what comes from that? Um, Well, you get to the table and start talking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the before you get to the table, there has to be something you're willing to give up on both sides, right? Otherwise, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, but what is the what's the West's counter to that? The West's counter is Russia leaves Ukraine, and uh, okay, you can keep Crimea. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. equally which doesn't seem all that viable right, either. Yeah. Exactly. So get to a negotiation table and figure out what you're. What did I say a couple months ago? Why don't we use AI to solve this shit? Put in your inputs of what you want. Let the IA, AI negotiate. You can review it on the back end of that, and maybe you can decide on it. Maybe you can agree on it. Um, I'm going to skip this. This is kind of, or let me see how long this is. Um, Okay. So this is a clip about, uh, so there was a committee in Congress that, uh, that, that was trying to, um, man, I need to eat something and my brain's not doing well. Um, there, there was, there was a committee in Congress that was basically trying to, I like if the committee had a name, it's something like standing up to China committee. Right. And so this is a clip from that committee followed by, um, the way Politico and other outlets completely misreported it. And it almost is like they're in bed with the military industrial complex. Member democratic Congressman Raja Krishnamurti. We must practice bipartisanship and avoid anti-Chinese or Asian stereotyping at all costs. We must recognize that the CCP wants us to be fractious, partisan, and prejudiced. In fact, the CCP hopes for it, but what they don't get is that the diversity of our viewpoints and backgrounds is not a bug in America's operating system. It is our defining feature and strength. Wow, that's actually really nice it was Finally, uh, china uncensored something that can chris act- chapel come on the show actually bring americans together from both sides so how did the u.s media report on this bipartisan teamwork by highlighting the partisan divide <laughs> no, no 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 did politico <laughs> not actually watch the hearing they wrote that republicans focused on beijing as an existential threat while democrats pushed strengthening u.s competitiveness yes But having different perspectives on why America should stand up to the CCP is the committee's strength, not its weakness. We must recognize that the CCP wants us to be fractious, partisan, and prejudiced. Good job, mainstream media. That article is like when a kid does a book. All right, he always does these family guy asides that are kind of funny, but yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think that's it. That's all I have for China there. It's Do almost have... like they didn't get the ESG memo or something. Like they didn't... <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? We kind of, I, I guess I didn't, I didn't realize that we were going to be talking about Ukraine when we talked about China because of the peace talks and everything. Oh, wait, hold on. We're done with China. I got to press this. China one. is asshole. Right, there we go. Um, <laughs> and that guy's dead, right? Like that guy is not alive anymore, right? Probably, yeah. Or, or he's in Uyghurland. Yeah. No. Jesus, that's my least favorite part of uh, Beijing Disney. <laughs> they call it Tomorrowland, but uh, okay. Um, so yeah. Sergey Lavrov went to India, and he was at a um, he was at like a on a on a stage at an India conference. I don't know. 
And, Foreign Minister of uh, Russia. Uh, yes, yes. Right, and right. and he, uh, it, I don't think he was trying to tell a joke, but this got a round of applause, laughter. You know, uh, the war uh, which uh, we are trying to stop and which was launched against us using the Ukraine, <laughs> Ukrainian people, uh, of course, it influenced, influenced, influenced uh, the uh, policy of Russia, including energy policy. You know. <laughs> I just love all these angry Indian men like send boobs, send boobs, fuck you. <laughs> You're very pretty. Uh, By the way, oh, phone's ringing. Is it Drew? It is Drew. Oh, come on. Our buddy Drew put him on the show. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Yo, what's up, dude? You're on the show. Into the show. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm just seeing what's going on. I'm just leaving work. Nice. Well, we're doing the show. I'll call you back after. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll chat with you later. All right, Dustin says he love loves you. you. I love him too. Yes! <laughs> Fuck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we got it in that time. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, that was great. It was good timing. We're done with that clip. That was good timing, uh, yeah. Let's see. I think I got a question to go out on. Let me look here. Okay. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of about China, but it's not that funny. I kind of have a proposal. What do you think about this? Ooh. So banning okay. TikTok is dumb, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, but what if we propose a trade? What if we get Twitter freed in China and TikTok is allowed, you know, on kids' phones and everything here? Oh, I love that. Actually, I'd go further. Let's let's fucking free all of it. Let's free Google. Let's yeah. free free the nipples, man. Let's and do you it. You can have your Tic Tacs. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll let you we'll let you run your your crazy, you know, psyop. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, sign-up software <laughs> in our country. Just let us, you know, let us have, have access. To, you know, diversity of opinions yeah. and lack of yeah. censorship. Like, yeah, this cuts both ways. I feel, man. I mean, that that would never happen. But no, of course not. Um, okay, can I ask you kind of a dumb like question it, though? Because that's more of our style. If we're going to end the show, <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, all right. Um, so I saw a meme that I found like mildly offensive. And it was because, like, you know, they have the Wojaks and there's, like, the Chad Wojak. It's that, like, the, the guy that says, like, yes. And then there's the other guy with, like, he's, he's like, a blue hair guy. And he's, like, wah. Like, I, I'm, I'm trying to. Yeah, can you describe what, what you a mean. Wojak yeah. is? Because I'm doing a terrible job for the listeners. It's, like, the big, the big strong dude and then the skinny dude, right? Like, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. And yeah. it's, like, there's a bunch of different Wojaks that are just, like, they're almost, yeah. like, um, emojis that are used for. It'll be, like, uh, dogs 200 years ago or wolves 200 years ago. And, and then the, the next would be the little tiny, like, chihuahua kind of. Would be, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the, fr- right? the other yeah. one. Yeah. The other one's the big giant um, Shibu. Right. But he's all muscular. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I saw one where the black guy in it was being referred to as Jamal from the white guy. So the Chad is what you call, like, the big buff dude mm-hmm. one. And they called the black guy Jamal. And I just thought, like, man, I don't remember the last time I saw a young Jamal. And then it kind of occurred to me. Is Jamal like the white guys being racist version of Karen? <laughs> it is, right? Uh, it, like, we don't yeah, want to be on record saying the examples of it, probably. But it's like, oh, quit right. being a fucking Karen. I feel like, you know, white guys being racist would be like, you know, I mean, you know, you, you know, 
<laughs> you know. I do know. You know. Okay. I do know. Right, I'm going to hit this button because I'm out. Drive safe. All right, cheers. cheers. That was fun. That was. When a guy's banging you. Y'all let me in this damn house. Oh, how about that? Come in the name of peace. L-M-F-A-O. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron? And if so, why? Why would you say something that stupid? I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady. Cat turd. I will not suffer this harlot. <laughs> how great an anti-American Marxist. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. China is asshole. God bless the United States. <laughs> now this is podcasting.